get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome to the 33rd What Up, Though? podcast. Coming from Happy New Year. Yep. Episode 33. Hitting y'all with two episodes this week. Since uh, we had some difficulties with... uh, We had a combination of difficulties and laziness that uh, (laughs) caused episode 32 to not get posted in a timely fashion. But I don't think most of y'all care. I only heard from like one yeah, or two only, people. Yeah, we only had one complaint about our lack of a episode this week, and uh, so. we could have had it earlier. But I guess I just made the executive decision to say, by the time I felt comfortable with posting it, to where I had time to like do the work on it and and get it up or whatever, whatever. I felt it was probably like Thursday, which I believe was New Year's Day, and or New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. I think it was New Year's Eve. Yeah. I just kind of felt like. I don't really see a point to posting it on Thursday when everybody's going to be out partying tonight, they're going to be hungover tomorrow, and they're probably not going to listen to it over the weekend. So I'm like, they're not even going to get around to listening to it till Monday. So that's when most people go back to work. So I'm like, we might as well just hold off till Monday and then just hit everybody with two new episodes for the new year. So Yeah, I was with it. I was like, you know, I'm thinking like, you know, New Year's Eve, you know, around that time, a lot of people probably not around computers, you know, people not really looking to, to listen to a podcast. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's just hold off. I was thinking like either we skipped a week or we gave two. Yeah. So, you know, it worked out where we just said, fuck it, we keep recording, do a second one, and then just post two of them bitches. Yeah, I toyed around with the idea of just posting episode 32 tomorrow or today, whenever y'all listen to it, and post a 33, like, and basically being a week behind. But I was like, that would put us a week behind indefinitely. And at some point, we'd have, we'll have to, to do two, two to right. get caught up. And then, secondly, we kind of do it in a timely fashion. To where we talk about shit from the previous week. Yeah, it's time sensitive. So then we, so. Yeah, it's time sensitive. So we would get, you know, we would get backed up. We would be talking about, people would be hearing us talk about shit that's two weeks old, you know. Like, so we, like, yeah, we, like we know this shit. That's not worth it. And I feel like it'll be cool for people to go into work on Monday or Tuesday or whenever they decide to listen to it or whenever I decide to post them in a new week and have have two new episodes to listen to. So, you know, that's cool. Especially since nobody was, like, really clamoring for one last week. Yeah, it was a busy week. You know, people were coming off Christmas, and then New Year's hit. So nobody really was sitting around listening to podcasts, feeding for, like, whatever their favorite podcast may be. Like like you said, we only got the one uh, the one person who inquired about about the episode, so. Yeah, that's quite cool. Let's just push it back, so. So here we are, uh, Sunday night, uh. Woke up this morning and first thing. Turned your swag on? I, yeah, well, yeah, my swag was so off. Because it's like, man, I would sleep. Yeah, like, bitch, I never turn that right, shit on. All right, all right. All <laughs> right, my shit stays on popping. Uh, went to sleep late, so. My swag be on sleep mode. It don't be off. Like, like, I don't have a switch for it. Like, you reach for the wall, it's like nothing there. Yeah, it just goes to sleep. And when I wake up, it just reactivates. <laughs> but woke up late. I would say late. So then it's like 10. And. You talking about today or New Year's Day? This morning. No, 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 this okay. morning. This morning. I woke up this morning around 10 and, uh, you know, being, you know, so so much of the social media, 
before you take your morning piss, I look at my phone. And, As we all do. Yeah, and I look on Facebook, and I see, uh, rest in peace, Stuart Scott. And I'm like, well, first I'm thinking like, well, it is Facebook, so it got to be a rumor. <laughs> yeah, because Facebook never gets shit right. Facebook but, be killing niggas that ain't even alive. Man, exactly. Right. So I'm thinking like, well, that had to be a rumor. Then I looked at the name like, well, that's somebody from Twitter, so it could be true. Then I go on Twitter and I see it, and I'm just like totally thrown back. Like I know he, he, you know, he's had cancer for probably about seven years now, but I had like no clue that it was, you know, to that point or whatever. So then when I got on Twitter, I looked around, I saw it, and then ESPN was pretty much running a special, you know, on the whole thing, and I was just like, wow, you know. But I will say I thought that the uh, the specials that ESPN did today was pretty dope. They pretty much covered his whole time from. You know, from the time he got there to ESPN two, I didn't know that that he was the start of ESPN two. I didn't know that either. No, I, I had no idea for that. I didn't realize that ESPN two was a thing back in '93. I just remember seeing, you know, just yeah. ESPN. Like I didn't realize ESPN two was an actual thing then. So I, I didn't make like, it much of a distinguishing between the two either, because I feel like my memory of ESPN two was kind of like it was for like the secondary type shit. So like ESPN two would have like. Like tennis on, or, or replays the Sports Center, or shit like whatever that. wasn't popular at the time would yeah. be the would be ESPN too. At least what I thought it was. Yeah, I mean, so. well, no, that, I mean that is what it was. I mean, it's not it's not any slap against Stuart Scott's legacy to say that ESPN two was. Uh, because not I think really he was just a, I think he was just a sports not just a, a newscaster previous to that, and which I had no idea of Stuart, Stuart Scott you know prior to ESPN, but from the specials he saw today. You know, he was just doing like you know regular newscasting or whatever before he started doing that. But I I I know in my early teens I didn't have ESPN much and I had cable much. So the times I saw it was over at people's houses and stuff like that. But at thirteen, that was the time when I started really getting into TV. You know, what I'm saying watching um, you know uh, replays and all that shit. And so he's pretty much been on there as long as I can recall being you know interested in. Replays and stuff like that, and it's crazy to think that you know, ESPN is known for you know their sports coverage, but they're really known for replays. <laughs> like that's like that. Most of the time, I've watched um, ESPN is to cover the night before, right? And for the, so it's like you know, I mean, I, I mean, obviously they cover sports in general, but that was pretty much their thing: the replays from the night before and shit like that. Sports Center was their like anchor show, and for me, like I, I I learned today that my my history of Sports Center actually kind of predates the history of the the people who are in my peer group their history because like I saw a lot of people who are my age that, that tweeted that their their memory of Stuart Scott is exclusively their memory of ESPN. So they're like you know I don't basically they were saying I don't remember ESPN before Stuart Scott. I'm with them, dude. I don't. I yeah, can't. I can't recall. That's, that's yeah. That's crazy to me because that like I do, and like but these are all people who are my age. But like what I did was when I was a kid, um, I would go to my grandma's house uh, during the summer. Grandma's was, always had cable, right? And she always <laughs> had cable, and for some reason, like even though I, I, I mean, I can't say for some reason, but um, I've always been a huge NBA fan. Everybody knows my love of the Pistons. Uh, most people probably know, probably know that I got a Pistons tattoo. Like my Pistons are the Pistons are my everything. You know, like I I, I live, live live and breathe Pistons shit. 
And I've been watching the Pistons since I was six years old. So because of that, I've been watching Sports Center since I was about six years old. And when I would go over to my grandma's house during the, uh, during the summer vacation from school, you know, a lot of people would go outside and, you know, play with their friends or ride bikes or play video games. And I had video games, but I had them in my, you know, at my house. I didn't have them at my grandma's house. So I would go to my grandma's house and I would watch Sports Center. Like, I, I don't even, like, looking back, I don't even understand it. I would watch Sports Center. Over and over and over and over because they that's all they did, it was their anchor program. So, you would sports center a new sports center would come on at like six in the morning and they would play that same episode probably like 10 o'clock all day until like well, yeah, I know at least 10 o'clock for certain, but definitely later than that. Yeah, like they played it, they played it well past that, the same episode over and over. So, I would wake up at you know, say seven or eight o'clock in the morning, I'd turn on sports center, I'd have probably already had seen the Pistons game the previous night. But I would, you know, catch all the other NBA games, the highlights from other NBA games, other sports shit. And I, I watched the same Sports Center episode for hours. So my memory of ESPN actually predates Stuart Scott. I, I, like, my childhood memories of ESPN are like Keith Oberman and Craig Kilborn. Like, I know you know who Keith Oberman is, because Keith Oberman right. has gone on to have a pretty prestigious career in news overall. But to me, Keith Oberman is always going to be the Sports Center guy that mm-hmm. I grew up on. And then Craig Kilborn, he had a, a brief stint as a late-night show host. But the Keith, Col- Keith Oberman and Craig Kilborn era was the era that I remember. Was pre- I mean, it was pretty Stuart much Scott. Keith Oberman. And for me, it was Keith Oberman and Stuart Scott. Like, Keith, Keith Oberman's probably the, the one dude I remember more than any other guy other than Stuart Scott. Oh, absolutely. I, I, Keith Oberman, like, is when I think of Sports Center, I think of Keith Oberman. And then I would say second to that would be Stuart Scott. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Although, like I say, I think I I follow the same as far as all the other people that you may know as far as, you know, uh, ESPN has pretty much been Stuart Scott. But, like I say, keep over. It's definitely the other person that I've always associated with, you know. And then... I don't know why. It's, it, I, I don't think he was probably as popular. I know he wasn't as popular. It's probably some other ones I can't name. But it was pretty much Stuart Scott... Keith Overman and Trey Wingo, just because of his fucking name. <laughs> <That> <laughs> and was, I know it that was probably, a great name. That's yeah, great right. And name. I think he was. Uh, and there's probably been other ones that I can't name that are probably more popular than Trey Wingo, but because of his name, that's the only. That's the one of the. Th- that's the three people I think about when I think about sportscasters for ESPN. Well, I thought Keith Overman and Craig Kilborn was a, like an amazing pair. Mm-hmm. So though, that was my. To me, that's my highlight of Sports Center as a kid, and. uh this is something that I haven't mentioned today just because I kind of feel like it's an, uh, an ill-advised time to mention it because like you don't want to mention anything bad about somebody when they've died. But I actually didn't like Stuart Scott when he first joined ESPN. And this is kind of like my... When I thought about it today, I didn't think of it at all prior to this because Stuart Scott grew on me. Because like Stuart Scott kind of struck you as the kind of guy that... Uh, He's in the spotlight. He's on ESPN to do a sports there, but he seems like the same kind of guy that you would hang out with in, in real life and that you would see around at the, you know, you would see in the street. Like, he, he struck me as, like, a very down-to-earth regular dude, but who was doing Sports Center, which was, like, for all of us kids who, who love sports, Sports Center was, like, the holy grail. Right, right. And you think, like, oh, wow, there's a dude on Sports Center who looks like me and who I can relate to and whatever. So he, he grew on me. But when when Stuart Scott first joined ESPN, I didn't even like him, dude. 
And, and part of the reason, not part of the reason, the reason for it was that just like I kind of am now, I looked at Stuart Scott and I thought like, why does he have to be like a like a black caricature almost? I was like, why can't he be just like a black guy who does sports? Why does he have to be like a nigga who does sports? Like that was the, I was like, why he gotta be out here talking about yeah this and that booyah this and that you know yeah this is my boy and like using slang and shit. And I was like, why can't he just be like? I felt like I felt like uh, it's kind of like the same way we look at shit now, like or, or the way we look at like a Tyler Perry movie now. It's almost like. Why you got to cast, like, stereotypical black people? Why can't you just have black people who play normal-ass roles? Why they got to play black people? I think, you know, and I, 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 I get what you're saying, too, because I think that if he, if the Stuart Scott era started maybe two, three years ago or some shit like that, maybe even five years ago, I think that would have been the general consensus. Like, why is this, why is he cooning on, on exactly on TV, I feel whatever. like people would look at it like that. Like, yeah, like yeah. I, I agree. I think I think they would look at that. But I think that's that, how I looked at it at the time, and that's ninety three, dog. So that means I was like eleven years old, thinking like, why you gotta act like that? Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, the thing is, I'm almost. I would think that you were probably in, definitely in a minority because I think that everybody that I've ever seen talk about him, I think they embraced it so much because sports casting at that time was so. Cut and dry, just you know, normal. I guess I'm gonna say white people uh, driven or whatever. So it was no slang. It was you know. So I think that he, you know, he embraced a lot of uh, a lot of blacks by you know bringing that. But I didn't know. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was cool. I thought. I thought it was definitely different, though. I just. I was. You know. I. Never, I don't think I ever thought anything bad about it. I was like, well, that's cool. You know, they have some people that sounds like, you know, rappers and, you know, other black people and stuff like that. So, because I think, I think probably if he would have just been a, you know, uh, uh, a well uh, announced, you know, you know, uh, pronouncing his words and all that stuff, which I don't think he was, you know, he, he, he definitely, you know, spoke well, but I don't think. I think maybe people would probably look at him differently, like, you know, why is he like that? Because he's a black guy or something like that. But, I mean, I guess it wasn't too bad because, I mean, either of, I think, you know, he probably got some backlash initially. I would assume he did get backlash because yeah, I don't I, think I don't that, I, don't, I would assume that most of the, 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 the audience ESPN wasn't, you know, uh, a black audience or whatever. At least until, you know, he got further into it because there wasn't too many black Sportscasters at that time. Yeah, once he took off, it was a completely different story. But when he first joined, it kind of reminds me of how uh, people get mad about. Uh, do you remember that episode of? It was the very first episode of Blackish, and um, Anthony Anderson's character was brought in to like be like the vice president of like basically black shit. And yeah, he's vice president of urban affairs or something. Yeah, shit. and I thought like you know why why does the black guy have to be uh, a black guy, like why? Can't, oh, you know, we know what it reminds me of is how these companies right now, these these brands are doing the tweets that are like black, like the like IHOP, like pancakes on fleek, or fucking helper. You know, that's because like, helper, hamburger helper, yeah, like making the black tweets, like oh, shit that's hot in the black culture, you know, on fleek or a shmoney dancing for I don't know whatever, you know, and and people look down on that. They're like, oh, that's corny. Why you gotta? appeal to black people about doing some nigga shit. And that's kind of how I looked at Stuart Scott back in 93. I'm like, why can't he just be like 
a regular sportscaster who's black? Why does he have to be like you know? Oh snap! He just dunked for the three point line. Oh, that's just crazy, son. Right, like, right, why does right, he have to right. be like that? And like, even me as an eleven year old was like side eyeing Stuart Scott. Like, why is he? Why does he have to do this? Yeah, but you like, were, you would definitely be on your years. I, yeah, I was. <laughs> and I didn't realize that until today. But like, once he passed, and I saw a lot of people saying like, you know, uh, you know, Stuart Scott is how I look at, uh, you know, is is my primary, primarily how I remember ESPN or whatever. And I thought. It reminded me of like what I thought about Stuart Scott when he first joined because I slandered the fuck out that nigga at first. Uh, even as a kid, I was slandering him like, "Why he gotta be like that on TV? Like, why can't he just be regular?" And like, but he did grow on me because like he's so he's so personable and relatable. Like it's it's like you can have a person who you have people who naturally you just run across them and you just, they just seem like good people. And no matter what you might think about them initially, once you get to know them, you're kind of like, "This is a good dude." And that's kind of how I ended up feeling about Stuart Scott. It was like initially my, my reaction was kind of like, why he got to be like that? But it, it evolved into a thing where it's like he just seemed like one of the guys. You know, you started to like him. Right, because I, I, I felt that I, I, I felt I could relate more to, to him than I did with uh, like Amar Rashad with uh, um, NBA, inside the NBA. Uh, inside the NBA. Yeah. Although and I, I absolutely loved Inside the oh, NBA. Oh, me too. Yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah. man, that was my shit. But because <laughs> I think other than, the other, other, I guess you could say other black person other than him was, would be Amara Rashad, you know what I'm saying? Because I felt that he, he always seen that he had a decent connection with everybody, not just, you know, black black players, but just anybody. In, but he's, you know. he's an example of what I was, expect, what I was expecting. At right, 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 right. He was like, Which makes sense, black, yeah. He's a just a black, black guy. guy who, who just happened to... Be yeah. really into basketball, and that to me was dope to me. Like, this is a show hosted by a black dude who just is really into, just basketball, into basketball, just like I am. Just to be basketball, he talks hoops just like I like. Like I talk, like to talk hoops, and he digs the shit, and I dig the shit. And he's great, and I felt like Stuart Scott was like, like, like you said, like Coonan. Like, why you got to be like a nigga for for ESPN? Like, I felt like they cast him. Like, okay, we need somebody who needs to reach black people. Can you be black on TV? And like now, people would look at it like, what, well, what does be black mean? Like. Like, does that mean you got to talk slang? Why can't he talk, you know, like everybody else? Why, right. is, why you got to, you know, be slang? Why you got to be ghetto? But, uh, yeah, like, it evolved into a thing where I really began to like him. And, and he he really was the face of the company, at least for me, for a good decade, man. Like, he was he was the truth, man. Like I said, part of it became, part of it was because it felt so genuine. It never felt forced. And, like, when I... When I first ran into him, when he, when he first joined ESPN, I, I kind of assumed it was forced. Yeah. And once you get to know him, it feels like, okay, this is just who he is. He's just a good dude. He's just having a good time. He's just being him. And and you begin to enjoy it. And you know another thing, too? This is another thing that I didn't mention. Just because I, I didn't really want to get involved in all the tweets about him because I kind of feel like I'm like jumping on the bandwagon and, and doing that thing where like whenever somebody dies... Everybody on Twitter is kind of like subtly competing with one another to see who liked the person more. I so hate I that shit. I hate too, it too. Man. So I didn't really want to get involved with it. But. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's we'll, pause this we'll for take a fight pause. <laughs> right back. Back? We and we're, yeah, we're back. We're good. Okay, so yeah, um. So our little Starlin thing was Otis' brother knocked on the uh, <laughs> on the garage on the garage so. door. That's we was about to get robbed and shit, but we just had a visitor. But uh, anyway, uh, 
So what I was saying that about Stuart Scott that reminded me of him that I, I didn't really talk about today was that um, one of his catchphrases always really hit home with me was the one he talked about uh, somebody being cooler than the other side of the pillow. Oh, yeah. Because I, I had never heard that idea expressed like publicly before. Because like, you know, when you sleep, you will automatically, I don't know about you, but I always, when I was asleep, I would always periodically throughout the night flip the pillow off. I do it all the time. The cool, yeah, I do it all the, the cool time. Side. And I didn't know that that was a thing. I no. thought it was just something that I did. I, didn't even, I don't even understand it to this day why you can flip the pillow and the other side is cool. Especially since <laughs> especially since the other side is like on the, on the mattress, right, underneath right. your head. Yet you would think the other side would be I've never still figured warm. out why, why that's the cooler side. I, but think it's maybe it's because, side. I think maybe it's because it's cooler compared to the side that has your head on it. So your head is well, we're all, the 98 I mean, right, Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, you know, so where, you flip it, the other side might still be 90 degrees, but that was the only. Cold. I was like, I don't really like pillows that much. Like I would be on the pillow, <laughs> but I had, pillows. I had right, like fuck the pillows, but I would have multiple pillows just so I could swap them out for the cooler sides and shit. So I would have like two pillows on the bed, and I right. would always grab the other pillow, and I'm like, I can get a cooler side off that pillow. Right. So oh, when yeah. I heard Stuart Scott first say. Somebody was cooler than the other side of the pillow. I was like, oh, shit, that's a real thing. Like, right, right. I fuck with the other side of the pillow. <laughs> that should be cool as fuck. <laughs> like, like, that shit, like, I never heard anybody, like, express a term that, like, I thought was, like, because it, it never, I don't know about you, I had never really spoken on that before. Like, like that, that had never been a, a topic that, like, hey, have you ever noticed when you flip the pillow, that shit cooler? Nah. Like, you do it, but you never really discussed it. Maybe. So I never heard that shit, like, Could publicly you acknowledged. Being the barge of boys, like, dog, man, when I flip the pillow over, that's cool as hell. <laughs> right. Like, like, no one's going to talk like, about nobody that Nobody ever shit. said that shit before. So when I heard him say that on SportsCenter, I was like, shit, he, uh, he brought some shit that's, like, some real-life shit to public knowledge. So I that was always my favorite thing of his, was cooling on the side of the pillow, because, I, I, like I said, I never heard that before. And I knew it, but nobody had ever discussed it. And I was like, this dude just put some, like, it felt like he put, like, a a secret and made it public. Right. And I thought that was dope. So I was always a big fan of him because of that. Damn, I had something I was going to say about him. Um, fuck. Totally lost track. I well, don't know. I also thought that it, he, it, was, it was cool that, like, his eye situation was never really... Once Twitter started popping, you would hear jokes about Stuart Scott's eyes. But I never heard shit about But like about prior to that, you never really heard anything about that. So you would look at him and be like, his, his eyes look but weird I think, but I don't like think nobody it, ever really I think it about graduated it. to that, though. I don't think it was really... That, it wasn't that way when he first started broadcasting. Like, when he was, he wasn't on ESPN until he got ESPN. It wasn't that bad. That, I, don't, I don't know what his eye issue was. But it definitely graduated to be as bad as... as I guess I should say graduated as bad. To being noticeable, at least. I feel like it was always noticeable, but I mean, I, I could just be. I swear, know, man. I was like, looking at. I was looking my at memories of them. I was looking at pics, and I swear, I just a video and stuff. I never, I never paid attention to you know he started getting older, and I don't know if it was after he had got you know diagnosed with cancer, and so I don't know if the cancer was you know a, a part of that. But I swear I didn't notice in maybe the last I don't know five years or some shit. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I never, I never paid attention to it, man. When it was, you know, uh, to his earlier part, because I, I just felt like it would have stuck out. You know what I mean? Like I, I mean, think it got more pronounced. But I know, I know for a fact I always noticed it. Okay. But I, I don't know if it was. I, I think it was probably more pronounced as he got older, and maybe as he got sicker, it probably got more pronounced. I know, like when someone has a stroke, that 
uh, one side of their face and kind of droop or whatever. Right. But I don't think they, I don't yeah, think I didn't notice anything. Though. I don't, I don't think he ever had a stroke, no. so I think it was just you know he just had a weird eye thing going on. Yeah, because usually that just affect that affects everything on one side from like you know your lip mm-hmm. to your uh, you know your arm. My grandma had one. Her my grandma had one. She's she's like that now. Like it's not like extremely noticeable, but you can tell the difference between uh, the different sides of her face. That's like um, I don't know if you ever heard of Bell palsy. I've heard of it. I don't know much about it. Well, it has the effects of like stroke like symptoms, and I don't know, Chaz, if you you were ever recall, but uh, my mom had, had suffered from Bell palsy some years ago, and. She had, it was like her mouth would droop down and she couldn't really talk much. It didn't affect her limbs or anything, but it was mostly just in her face. That sounds very similar. Yeah, very similar. To yeah, very show. similar. And she, I think she had dealt with it for like about two weeks or whatever. Oh, so it's temporary. Yeah, it's temporary. It's temporary. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's temporary. It's temporary. Um, so it wasn't too long, but I remember, you know, she, we were scared as fuck. Cause you had to be much younger. Cause I don't think you even recall that. that. Yeah, but she was working. You know, working. Um, and she's so, a sell, she so was, how old? How old? How old is he? Well, I mean, uh, well, you mind saying your name? Uh, no. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I say my real name. I mean, you don't have to. If you don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, unless you got warrants out or some shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, 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 is Chance okay with you? Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're nine years apart. So okay, you're what you'd be twenty six this year. Right? Yeah. Yeah, but when July twentieth. Um, so I'm trying to think. She was working there early two thousands. Was she working at Mammoth? No, this is late. Mammoth. My mom used to work at Mammoth years ago. Mammoth on Greenfield and yep. Grand. Oh shit! Yep, yep. She, she was working at like one of the like a clothing store and shit. How long has Mammoth been closed? Like Mammoth closed at least. I feel like it's been closed for like a really long, really, really, at really least long plus time. ten years. I would go at least fifteen years. Cause I think I was late high school when she. I, I, when I was in high school, I know she. I believe she worked there, and so I believe they. I wouldn't say they closed early two thousands. Then mm, that's um, later than late teens, early two thousands. I would think, that's but should I still remember when they were Kingsway? They need to do something with that area, by the way. You know what? It's funny. I thought about I thought about the mall thinking how I was looking inside. Do you remember the scene in um, Gone Girl when they went to the that, that uh, fucking old mall? Yeah. And I was thinking like, man, that's probably just how Mammoth looked, dude. <laughs> but I was like, I couldn't imagine people in there though. You know, it was like people walking around and yeah. shit in there. I'm like, man, I would never want to go into that. Man, they probably got so many fucking rats and all kind of fucking living living things in there and shit. But yeah, so I don't know. I think Mammoth closed. I I like to say early to. Late teen, late. It's been teen. that long. I feel like it's been longer. <laughs> like I only went to Mammoth as a kid. Like I didn't go as a teenager. Like, but it still might have been open though. So, well, I remember when it was when it was just Kingsway. I remember McCory's used to be across the street, and that Whoa. was like a shopping center. Um, you old as fuck. Yeah, I know. I started thinking <laughs> about that shit, man. But I remember Corey's used to be across the street from there. Uh, Oh whatever, but so you say you gonna turn thirty five? I turn thirty five this year. Yeah. When? Uh, March. March. Yes. March what? Twenty fourth. Okay. So you gonna turn thirty five? I'm about to turn thirty three in two weeks, two and a half weeks. It's not that big a gap, but I feel like 
So I, just, <laughs> I, feel like your, your memory of, I feel like your memory of that area is way stronger than mine. Well, I think only because like my mom worked over in that area. That's probably I remember yeah, a lot yeah, of. And then we should shop, she used to shop over there a lot too. I remember shopping in um, at Map uh, at Kingsway. You know, um, I took my driver's test over there. Yeah, because it was. My license. I remember the driver's place over there. I didn't take mine there. I took mine at ABC, uh, which was actually down further down Grand River with Grand River and Lasser past Redford. Um, I went to a, driving school at Sears Driving School in Fairlane, but I took my test at a driving school that was across the street from Mammoth, like across Grand River, not across Greenfield. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I remember they had a, driver, a driver's uh, school. I, I don't know. If it was on one. I don't know if it was first or second floor. But I remember being in that, that complex because they always used to advertise it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my driver's training was at ABC at Grand River and Lasser. Um, you ever wonder how pe- people in Detroit don't pronounce Lasser, Lasser as it's spelled? Don't Lasser. give me start, man. Lasher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't give me start on how niggas pronounce shit around here. <laughs> no, the spelling is L-A-H-S-E-R. So it's Lasser. If you never seen the shit, you would think it was it was Lasher. Because everybody said like even the news people say Lasser, and I thought they were just making a mistake. Like it's Lasher. <laughs> you know, you could cor- correct the news like but correct them wrongly. Like <laughs> no, it's not Lasher. It's Lasher. <laughs> like, now both y'all niggas wrong. Lasser, or you know, they say uh. uh Livernois with an S. Oh, man. <laughs> There's no S with Livernois. <laughs> it's just Livernois. Yeah. Everything is plural. You can't teach niggas the silent S. No. Myers. Niggas don't, niggas don't care about the silent S. Or just adding shit. Meyer will never have it. There's no S on the end of Meyer. People take my last name and pronounce it what they see fit. Well, yeah. I've always had that issue. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to throw my last name out there, but like, they pronounce I don't care. So they pronounce my last name like Lancome, like the uh Land? Land with the N, like Lancome, like the what's that, that beauty product or whatever, that beauty product brand name. But it's no no N. It ain't no N, but that's that's just what they wanna see. So they look at my last name and they just see Lancome. So like they just say Lancome. Like it, it happens to me all the time. I, I all I, the time. I've been dealing with it lately. I was dealing with a lady with, with Chase Bank because I had a my card was a was used somewhere right right before Christmas or right after Christmas. And so I talked to like three different people and they all just pronounced it wrong. Like, Mr. Whitfield, Mr. Whitehead. I'm like, ain't no fucking head in my name. Like, where do you fucking Whitehead? Exactly. Like, there's no head in the name. Like, you just you just disregarded just reading it. Right. At least I can say that my name kind of looks like Lancome, but like, there's Whitehead. Like, they just took your shit and just like added whole fractions of words. Like, these are like, Excessive syllables and I've got two. Whitefield, Whitfield, Whitfield is the one too. Whitfield. What the fuck? It's like you added a whole word you into a whole, it. Why you had a whole gang of letters to that? Yeah, shit. and it's so funny because you know my wife is catching my name it. Is Smith, Smith, Smithfield. Like yeah, yeah. Like no, my ass on the shit. Yeah, it's just, it's, to me, it's just as bad as that. To me, it's yeah, just it bad is. It's just, just that bad. And my and my wife is catching it now because you know since she just you know took my name. She she catches all of those now, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I heard that already. Yeah, I heard that already." And she and she's Mrs. catching Whitmore? it now. Like, Man, no, she, bitch. She, <laughs> she catches it bad now, you know. And, and her is still it's, it's still an adjustment, so I don't think she catches the the, the wrong name. She just assumed that they ain't talking to her. 
because it's that off. You know what I'm saying? Like, how the fuck do you find a head in the name? There's no head in the name. Like, you just added like four more letters to the name and shit. You know what I'm saying? My fiance asked me like, how did you even know? Because that happened to us at uh at a restaurant over the weekend. She's like, I don't even know how you caught that. I, I wasn't even. I was like, because I'm used to that. Like, I hear it all the time. Like, this is, that's just what they call me. Yeah, I hear I hear the worst the worst spellings of it. I didn't even bother correcting. I was like, yeah, that's me. That's <laughs> like sometimes, sometimes I like the only one that I, I I don't say I I don't understand any of them. But you know, it's no. I mean, especially with some names, there you know the. The I guess the the form of English doesn't really play a part because it could be pronounced you know based on like they would say I would get whited a lot <laughs> I would like well at least that's close that's the closest you didn't got to it right and then I and but you know right you ever correct people when they get an attitude no every I, I people get an attitude I've had some people to get an attitude when you, I correct them and shit like that's not my fucking name <laughs> I rarely correct but it's just because I just don't feel like dealing with it. Yeah, but I feel like, you know... No, I don't feel like dealing with it. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I used to did, but now... <laughs> Wait. Right. I just be like, yeah. So they say, Mr. Robin, like, no, it's with it. And I, oh, 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 oh. That's your name. Oh, okay. But whatever. Yeah, terrible. I, 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 it's, it's been a part of me my whole life, and so I just deal with it. Wink. Wink. <laughs> so, um... Shit. Somebody, I just deal with it. Wait. Oh, so we're having dead air. So uh, <laughs> let's try to get on another topic. Um, so, um, what was the thing I asked about earlier? Oh, so we, no, uh, to play on the Stuart Scott shit because we were talking about um the reactions that people had to it, and um, we were saying that like uh, I, I had tweeted something like I wasn't looking forward to uh, when people start battling and fighting. Oh, yeah, because it's all it's always happens. It's always somebody just like, you know, why do you give a fuck about cancer now that, you know, people are dying and shit. You didn't care before the person was dead and all this shit. Yeah, it's always people that want to start some shit when somebody dies. Like, I'm a bigger fan of so-and-so than you were, or, or you, you didn't care about that person until they died, and all that kind of crazy shit. And I, 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 my thing is, like, why does it fucking matter? Like yeah. it never mattered then. Why does why does it matter now? But I, I I think too when you deal with I think with social media, um, because I don't know if you even mess around on Twitter. Um, but he probably you, mess around on Twitter. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a Twitter. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I guess Instagram, I'm wrong. Instagram and Facebook. You losing? You got the last two of the three. Yeah, it. it <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably better off, man. It. it uh, I think the less you, the, the less you have. I don't know if I if if, if I would have done Twitter before I knew about it, what. Being interested after the fact, like I think I found out about um, Twitter. I think in '07. I think that sounds about right. I, but I think I, I joined in like '08, and I know you joined like a few months before me. Yeah, I think I joined in like June of '08, maybe. I like this. No, I joined in November of. I think I joined in November of '08. <clears throat> And I think we had this discussion before, prior to the podcast, on when we joined. And I think you joined a few months before. I feel like you joined in, like, say, June of 08. And I joined in, like, November of 08. So it was, like, like March, April, June, yeah. something like that, um, when I was working at this one job. But it was kind of like, I, I remember looking at, I, did you remember uh, maybe about a year or two ago when they, 
when they gave you a post where you could look at your your Twitter archive. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at like my posts or whatever, and they were so like generic and like lame and shit. <laughs> like you know, good morning everyone, you know, blah blah blah. And, and then I remember looking at Facebook when I joined Facebook, and I was doing the same shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then when I think when I joined Facebook, I was doing like Twitter like posts, like I was posting shit like every couple of minutes or something like that. And that's funny. That's how my mom is on Facebook. Like she was like live posting <laughs> during the game. Like every other play, you could see her like, "Oh shit, blah blah blah." I did that when Twitter first started. Yeah, I had a thing where you could put like uh, hashtag FB, mm-hmm. and it would post that status. It would post that tweet to your Facebook, and I, I did that shit. I think I, I still I still see people doing it. I never I, I never still see people doing that. Too. I never connected the two. I'll, I tried to keep I tried to keep them separate as much as I could because I think mostly I talked about people from Facebook on Twitter, so I didn't want to uh, share it and shit. So I was just like, nah. That's only something I do now. And I still don't. I I don't think most people on Facebook actually know know my Twitter name and stuff like that. Yeah, that's not something I just do now. But like, back then, yeah, I, I would do both. And now, like the same shit that I did back then, I look down on people for doing now. Mm-hmm. And I can't stand when people do like when people like live tweet award shows on Facebook. I feel like once you just, me just do it on Twitter. Yeah, but I feel like it. I don't know. I guess they both social networks or whatever. But I think what I really hate about um, Facebook, uh, I guess Facebook and what they've like adopted from Twitter, it's like hashtags are the worst on Facebook because people don't understand what they even like what hashtags are even for. Yeah, like the whole purpose of a hashtag. Like for instance, I I don't put my put them on the spot, but do you you do you see people that post like hashtags on Facebook? Yeah. Do you, did you do you do you know what hashtags are for? I guess it's like saying something out there what you post. Like, I don't know. Okay, so that's honestly, you just don't know. I get it. So, hashtags are originally meant for if you wanted a certain topic to be searched by other people. For instance, if you posted, say for instance, you posted, uh, I don't know. Hashtag Stuart Scott. Hashtag Stuart Scott. You said rest in peace. Hashtag Stuart Scott. If anybody clicked on Stuart Scott, they would find everybody that posted that online. Oh, so they'd be able to find Twitter. on Twitter or whatever. On um, Facebook used to have it. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Facebook used to have this option. I said, oh, yeah, Facebook used to have this option, especially when you had the BlackBerry. If you clicked on a hashtag on Facebook, it would take you to Twitter. Oh, wow. That's surprising. Yeah. And so it would take you to Twitter to anybody that posted it there. But then, you know... After a while, it just, you know, they became just exclusive to that actual social network. So, anything you close on it, now you can just find it on Facebook versus right. excuse me, Twitter. But people make up the worst. I mean, some of the shit is just the... Uh, now it just seems like it's to, I guess, to to heighten whatever you wanted to say. Or, I don't know if that's even the right word for it. Heightening might be the, might be the wrong word. Uh, people post, like, hashtags on Facebook... Just to add adjectives to whatever it is that their original post was. So, like, if they, like, say they went to IHOP for breakfast, they'll post some shit on uh, Facebook, like, uh, you know, they'll post a picture of their pancakes and be like, went to IHOP, IHOP this morning, and then we'll be like, hashtag I love pancakes, hashtag yeah. blueberry syrup, hashtag yeah. I use too much butter, yeah. hashtag <laughs> I didn't leave a tip. Hashtag, you know, parking lot was crazy. Yeah. Like, like all kinds of other shit. 
that's not actually searchable, just yeah, random I, comments they want to add. And I've been trying to figure out, like, what is that? I don't know what the category I could describe it as. You just want to just, I don't know. Like, I seen somebody post today, and it was just like, uh, the girl was like, you know, I want to, it's like, I want to go to Benihana's, but my kids don't like rice. I don't know what to do. Hashtag folks ha- they like. Hashtag ha- they can have ramen noodles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was shit like that. Yeah, it was stuff like that. It was like, hashtag I really want Benny Hines, but my kids don't. I don't know what to do. Hashtag. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. And then, you know, later hashtag, on. Hashtag I don't know what hashtags mean. Yeah, then, and then later on, she uh, she went to have uh, Benny Hines. It was like, hashtag I won. My kids didn't. I got rice. I don't know what they're going to eat. Right. Hashtag, so if yeah. you click hashtag I won. My kids didn't. I don't know they're going to eat. Only you only going to get your one fucking status. It's only going to be her because she's the only person that did that. And no one's going to search that. And it's not, you know, and then they're not, they're not grammar specific. So it's not, you can't put apostrophes and all that shit because right. once you put that, it stops it. So that's, none of that shit's going to be searchable. Right. A lot of celebrities do that on Instagram too. They don't know that. Like, I was on Meek Mill's page and he put like, Seven hashtags, like... Well, well, uh, a lot of people do more hashtags, so it's searchable more so if you click on it, any one of those. It kind of works on Instagram, but only in the sense of, like, only if you put something that people will search. So, like, if you meet me and you put, like, hashtag, I just got free, now I'm about to go get fucked. If you click that, it's only going to show his shit, you know what I'm saying? You you need to make your hashtag something that But it's like, not like you're clicking that from another page and you're going to find that because if he only did it, it's yeah. only going to be, you know. It's, 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 it's no point to it. Now, but people do it just to post, like, extra thoughts that they don't want to put in the actual caption. Like, if he, you know, he did some shit like, I just, you know, just got free, blah, blah, blah. They'd be like, he po- if he was, if he really wanted attention, he would post shit like a hashtag meat meal. Hashtag rapper. Hashtag yeah. free meat meal. Hashtag free, yeah, something yeah. like that. If he, if he just searches this for popularity, and then if somebody <clears throat> clicks hashtag free meat meal, they're gonna get all the posts with hashtag free meat meal, and it will be a variety of different posts that might you know they might have nothing to do with meat meal, but whatever. It, it'll give all the posts that have hashtag free meat free meat meal. But if he puts you know hashtag my shoes too tight, you know my feet hurt and I'm tired. You click that, you're not gonna get nothing but what he put. And if you don't follow him, no one's gonna no one's gonna type that. Like, let's see, what's the hashtag? My shoes are too tight. Uh, you know, no one's gonna put all that shit. So a lot of people don't really understand the concept of hashtags, and that's really prevalent on Facebook. Like, they really have no fucking clue. But Facebook has no fucking clue. Period. So I just searched <laughs> free free meat meal, and there are eighty one thousand posts on Instagram of see? free meat meal. But I bet if you clicked on Meek Mill's page and clicked on any one of the hashtags that he might have put on one of his pictures, you probably click on one of them bitches. He probably got some random ass shit that's only pertinent to him. And you click on that shit and it's just his one damn post because nobody else will post that hashtag. All right. So what do you think? Okay. So I just searched it and I'm just looking at, okay, maybe 20, 20 pictures. What do you think? What What do you think the your your best guess of what the picture show? For what? For what hashtag? Free McMill. Oh, it could be anything. Just a picture of him. Probably pictures of his. Do we have an album or mixtape coming out? Probably pictures of his album or mixtape. Uh, pictures of him in jail. Pictures of him just out of jail. Uh, pictures of him. In a studio, like anything, really anything having to do with Meek Mill would probably put that. Dude, there is nothing 
All it is is people flipping money. <laughs> Kid you not. Look at this shit. It's actually literally text, like actual <laughs> written things that need some cash. $100 flip to $1,500. has nothing to do with him. It has nothing to do with him or whatever. Nothing. You see it? But that's part, that, but that's part of the appeal of hashtags, though. Because yeah. people will take it so far, they'll take what's, what is a popular hashtag. Because you look at trending topics on Twitter, it's popular hashtags. People look at a popular hashtag and will promote whatever they are trying to promote for that hashtag. So if you, if you take the number one trend topic on Twitter, say, for instance, it's uh, Justin Bieber. People will put, like, say, say if I first had a new mixtape out, I might tag it. Hashtag Justin Bieber, knowing that people will search for that hashtag well, and show my. I post. just want to say that kind of that kind of that kind of tells us like when we when we were when we were starting adding hashtags when we were putting our podcast. Right. Yeah, but it, that's a strategy. Though, yeah. Because we're only adding hashtags that we know that people will search for. But if you just put in some shit like you know hashtag you know you know I don't know my pants are too tight. No one's gonna like look for that shit. You gotta tag those shit that you know people are gonna look for. This is funny. All these denominations and you turn them to such and such. Rent due, car note, light bill, car insurance, need gas money, text money to whatever number it is. Like, hashtag I, free McMill. And then hashtag free McMill. That's ridiculous. Hashtag flip money. Hashtag money pack. Hashtag vanilla. Reload. What the fuck is Vanilla Vanilla Reload? It's a it's a card from CBS. The fact uh, that he knows that. <laughs> the fact that he knows that. What the fuck? So what, so what do you mean is the card from, from Like what they doing is they get you to buy the card and basically they be like, oh, well, if you give me a hundred dollars I can turn to a thousand. The same shit. Two hundred, I turn to two thousand. And I basically how you put the money on the card, whether it's five hundred, two hundred, and they say, um, well, um, just give me the last uh, three digits off the card, and then I'm gonna, you know, get your money. And what they do is transfer all the funds to their card, and they basically scam you, and you don't get no money. Also, <laughs> vanilla. I was hoping it was actually some legit shit. Yeah, so it's a real, it's, it's pretty much a scam, then. Yeah, so you know, people that got scammed. Yeah. I know a lot of people that got scammed. He bite his fingernails like, yeah, I know some people that got scammed. Like, yeah. They done got me. It might only be females. Really? Yeah. It might only be females. They'd be like, oh, I can turn. If I give him a thousand, he's going to give me ten thousand. Like, what? (laughs) I'm about to get into it. Yeah, me too. Right, right, right. Me too. So. (laughs) I said, what I got to tweet to get bitches to give me a thousand dollars? Right, right, right. right. (laughs) So. Why am I still broke? (laughs) So do you know do you know any woman that take offense to being called a female? Um, no. It's not a trick question. I just asked that because like on Twitter, females bitches females. don't be like called females. <laughs> <laughs> These bitches there, don't there's like an era of females. women that don't like to be called females. But I was just curious. It, it wasn't no trick question. I was just curious to see oh, if that was something but uh <laughs> What was the hashtag that he was explaining? What did you say it was? Vanilla Reload. Vanilla. Yeah, vanilla. Like chip, like not chocolate. Like, like not chocolate. You're right, yeah. Vanilla, <laughs> vanilla Reload. Vanilla Reload. Yeah. What's that got to do with I don't get the, what, what he was explaining? Is the card named Vanilla? The card, yeah, it's, a, it's called One Vanilla Card. And they sell them at CVS, Walgreens, Family Dollar. 
and you just go by. So, the what's car. a legit version of a uh, of a vanilla car? I don't know. I don't know how I can rob niggas. Like <laughs> version. It's just a gift card. Like it's just know, a gift you card. You put money on it, and then you can you know spend it or whatever, or give it to somebody as a gift. It's just a basically a prepaid gift card. So the people so they they buy the prepaid gift card and they give it to you. On the if that was you, not, not, the, not putting you into it, but not say, you, but like, but yeah, say, say you I did the vanilla. What do you say? What's vanilla reload? Vanilla yeah, reload. reload. They will get the vanilla reload car from CVS with for X amount of dollars. Right. Give it to me on the idea that I'm gonna flip it and right. get them they more money. Just, yeah, they just they um say for instance, I had you do it, and I'd be like, well, go to CVS and you know grab the car and put five hundred on it and. I'm gonna um, turn it to five thousand, and you will put your five hundred dollars on there, and basically, like, you will just read all the numbers off, and he will transfer all the numbers to his account, because you can do that. You can transfer, you know, and basically, you, it's. So no, I mean, people are dumb enough to do that. Like, oh shit! I'm about to rob all these niggas. Right, just make sure I'm getting it right. Make sure I get it right. So, I buy a vanilla reload card. I put. Uh, whatever the, I'm gonna say, I put fifty bucks on it just to get the card. No, Vanilla Reload. Say, might be the name say of this episode. Right? Uh, yeah, it should. That's fine. <laughs> say you are the Vanilla Reload person, and you tell me you're gonna put five thousand on my card. Right. How much do I got to give you? Nothing. They expected you to take what? the five thousand and flip it and give them more, right? Well, they they just expecting like you gonna give them the um, you gonna put the money on the card and give them all the information that's on the card, and once you do that, they don't need you no more. Who don't need me no more? The person who the person who wanted the scam. Right, right, I get that, but I'm saying what is what is the incentive for the person who who's giving you the information on their card? They think he's gonna it, right? But I I guess I, I feel like I would have to be paying you to give me more money. Like if I only put say if I buy a car and I put fifty bucks on it and you tell me you could put five thousand just just say you could put five hundred bucks on it. Right. I feel like I sh- I would have to have to be paying you. Like what's making you do it initially to scam me? Right. Like what's what 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 am I? What what's am the I, motivation for the person who's buying the the vanilla car and giving you all the numbers? And shit? How much are you charging me to do this? Well, I guess they they I guess how they said like we gonna take our money. Off the top, like it ain't got nothing to do with your five thousand or nothing. We just so, don't. how do you get that money? You don't. They get your money. How do you get that money? How would you? How would you get that money if it was a say it was a legal transaction? You were going to flip my money. Do I? Am I giving you the fifty dollars that I put on it to make five thousand or five hundred? Yeah, you putting the fifty dollars on the card to make the five thousand. Oh, okay, okay, I got. Yeah, it. so okay. they put the money on the card and giving it to you, thinking that you gonna flip it, and you never and flip. they give them more, yeah, and you, you know, never flip it. it, you just stay. With and the it's loop. still popular, and people still do the shit. Well, it kind of like died down, but I'm God quite sure it. people still kind of do it because what they do is they be like. Uh, well, my uncle, he worked at CVS, and then they act like, you know, they'll call the uncle on the freeway, and he'd be like, yeah, I work at CVS, and what I'm going to do is, is I'm going to um, go on the computer, and instead of putting $500, I'm going to add a zero. That makes a 5000 but it's all just a lie. They really have people, like, had on CVS shirts and name tags. And they was really out here scamming people out of their money. I feel like you really know too much about this. This is really a... I, I am a little frightened by how much you know about this. <laughs> but I'm, I'm encouraged because I feel like I can do this now. Like, Dude, that's nuts. So, I'm about to vanilla reload the fuck out of all this. So, so pretty much whatever, whatever 
Say I buy a card and I end up, I put fifty dollars on it right. to buy the card. I'm pretty much out of that fifty dollars. Yeah, basically. Okay. Because when he transferred to his account, it's it his like, card now. Yeah, it's his card, so it ain't like you can call like, oh, so I just got scammed, and you know, because you voluntarily, I voluntarily, yeah. voluntarily gave you my money, basically with giving you the card. Right. Ah. The idea that people are dumb enough to do that, dumb as fuck, dude. Like, it, this one girl, she did it for like, uh, like, I want to say two thousand, and she thought she was gonna get twenty thousand, and she actually gave. The boy, the two thousand dollars, and he was like, "Oh, so she never put it on the card?" No, he just was like, "She was like, well, you can just come get the money right now, because I guess he had one of her friends like, oh, girl, I just did it um, last week and it went through, and you know she was in on it, so he probably cut her, he probably gave her a couple hundred just for doing that." And, um, Fuck yeah, shit! If you give somebody a hundred dollars to get somebody to give you two thousand, yeah, and she shit. gave him the whole what two thousand. What the fuck is wrong with people? And he was like, I'm about to take it to my uncle at CVS, and uh, you can call the card in an hour, and it's gonna be twenty thousand dollars on there. And and what they do is when they do it, they change their number, so you won't, you know, and like you can get in contact with them anymore. You'll just have to see them on the streets, but that's just how it is. What How can you even really see the person on the street? It's not like when you do this exchange, you exchange them, like profile pictures and shit. Yeah. You just turn to some fucking burner number and shit. I'm about to vanilla reload the fuck out of people. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with people? How you for that new car, nigga? Vanilla reload, bitch. Once my homeboys are hanging around, them do number scam any other way. So, you know, I be just in on everything. Like, they actually got, like, machines to make fake credit cards and they get on the internet and pull people information up and you know they uh, they transfer it into the card and they can actually go in the store and buy 7 inch TVs you know and all type of stuff yeah, they you got can buy shit with the vanilla reload card yeah, you can buy stuff with the Nigga, I just got scammed. Nigga, and fucking... Uh, that's why I was telling you when I was talking... Why are we still broke, dog? Like, your brother know everything about getting niggas money. Why are we still recording in the garage, dog? We could be recording in the motherfucking studio and shit. We could be having Eminem as a guest. We could be sitting in here true true religions and shit with some Jordans on. But instead, this podcast. But instead, instead we, we broke. Instead, we broke as hell in the cold. We don't know about the, the vanilla reload. Right, in a, in a cold-ass garage with right. a propane heater. Well, Drinking vanilla Coke instead of doing a vanilla reload. I know how to do the... I know, cause don't I, tell nobody that shit, man. No, no, no. You realize? No, this, no, this is between us, ain't it? Nigga, recording, no. This go, we post this online. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell y'all later, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell us later. <laughs> no, you know. You may, you, you may, you, you may uh, be privy. Okay, I get it. But, uh, <laughs> holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> this, is, this is, like, mind-blowing right now. That this, And this not even, like... I mean, he kind of explained some complicated aspects of it, but I feel like, for the most part, it's kind of a basic-ass scheme, though. Like, yeah. hey, give me your money and I'll flip Dude. it. I just I saw another one's called vanilla, and then you don't flip it and you just take the money. Like, yes, you just how, that's not even complicated. It's not. It's, it's complicated as aspects of it. Like and then everybody, it's either the everybody's posting either the fucking picture about it, need some cash to flip it, yeah. or people are posting pictures of money. Yeah. And I then would you, do that Google search a picture of a whole bunch of money. I got this shit being vanilla reload, nigga. Yeah. Oh, what? The and you f- know what? Sometimes what they do, they um, you know. They make a, a Facebook page of like a, a real fine female, mm-hmm. and 
basically she'll inbox you and be like, Do you wanna make some quick money? And then you know some some guys will be like, Dang, she look fine, well okay, and they get to talking to her and that's how basically it be her scam. It'd be her with her cash on her hand. Oh, yeah. Like, I got the money right now, fast cash. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah so, vanilla reload, bitch. So many girls then try to um then try to do that to me and I just play along with them, like, yeah, okay, yeah, I wanna make some money out of that. They'd be like, Well, it's easy, you can just go to C V S and grab a card and you know, put the money on it. My uncle works at such and such and such and such, but I'd be like, I'm already hip to what you're doing, so Then they'll then, then they won't just, then they won't message you back. They just block you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Is there any way you can fuck first? Like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, uh, you supposed to. I'll, I'll, flip, I'll make that transaction right. for you, and then you fuck. But this is, again, I guess if you fuck, you you made far more personal contact than you need to be making. In the, in the it's, type a of guy, it's a actually, it's a the, the picture is really fake. Like, right, oh, yeah, right. obviously it's fake. Like this is one. It gives instructions. One, go buy a vanilla reload card. The white one with the green letters and scratch off on the back found at Walmart, Rite Aid, blah, blah, blah. Load 100 to $500 onto it at the register. So they tell you where to go. Aren't they nice? Right. Uh, take cash, no credit. There's an activation fee. Text this number. Flip your money using the program here. Nigga, what the fuck? Why are people so fucking... And then it's so funny because nobody's on here. Oh, somebody... Somebody finally posted this is a scam. Everybody's like, I like your profile. Let's connect. Yeah, they, yeah. You seem like-minded. Let's talk. I feel like if you do it, if you do it and, and you pose yourself as like a fine girl, your chances of having that shit work is is, high, is far higher. Because if you look at like a, like a bad chick's Instagram, it'd be mad thirsty niggas on there, man. Just who would do anything to have a chance to fuck them. And if they think like, oh, if I give her a five hundred dollar vanilla reload card, she might give me some pussy. Like that shit could work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, this is hilarious. Be dude. out here fucking with my dick. Oh, I, they finally signed the vanilla reload cards. So people think that I'm fucking I, Maya. I guess this is one. Is this uh, ever seen that before? Making good that card. Yeah. I guess that's one of the cards. The money pack card. Yeah. What the fuck? And you actually can. Uh, well, in Detroit. Everybody, like, it's kind of, like, dead in Detroit because everybody got hit. But, like, out of town, like, they don't really know nothing about it. So, Oh, shit. You probably <laughs> can go there and get about 10000 in a couple of days and just leave because they, they don't really know what's going on. I guess, why do you even have to go there? Can't you still do it from here? I mean, like, yeah, why do you but really have to go there? I guess, like, if you go there, you can, you know, meet different people and be like, hey, you want to You basically make just meet more suckers that don't know about it and shit. You know, you want to make a quick 500 or 5,000? Well, once you say 5,000, they can be like, yeah, what I got to do? And they just tell you, like, you know, and then they'll do it. I guess some people don't understand. The, like, I feel like if you did it in person, it'll hurt your chances, though. Because it's like, like if we go to, like, say, like, Ohio faces and we went to, you know, Cleveland or whatever and try to pull that shit... It would be less likely that people people would buy that shit coming from a dude. Because if a dude come up to you like, hey, yeah, you do this, you know, $500 shit. And then uh, I got somebody who works at CVS and they're making five Gs or so whatever. they going to be, they, other niggas is going to side eye you. But if you a bad bitch and you say some shit like that, niggas is going to listen. Like, like, you lose your advantage if you do it in the person. Like, I wouldn't trust him. Exactly. I wouldn't trust this guy. You know, like Jay Farrow. Yeah, like I wouldn't do the shit. I wouldn't like trust him. Not to say I would trust a chick, but I would say he would be less likely to be trusted. 
versus you know some. You might not trust a chick, but random Joe nigga would trust a a, a bad chick. Oh yeah, 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 right, exactly. I'm saying she, she's she right. She's most likely to get trusted. That's that's funny as fuck, dude. That's crazy. I'm glad your I'm glad your brother scared the fuck out of us. Right. The show's about uh, now. Now I'm I'm gonna buy a house off the river because because uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, of Vanilla Reload. That's crazy as fuck. Well, we learned something today. Right. I was like, yeah, I definitely would have picked this one up. Uh, I don't lost my train of thought. Like, shit, I'm just, <laughs> I'm like scheming now. <laughs> And now, and, and then a couple of them, uh, they post fake texts. Like, this one I'm reading now. It's been over 45 minutes. I'm getting nervous. Sorry, sorry. Just dealing with a client that doesn't understand. Check your card. 4,000. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. You helped me out. Like, I don't understand. People don't realize that there is nothing free about getting free money. Like, there. You, Yo, you know what would work about that shit, too? If you got all your boys in it, right? So you post the shit on Instagram, right? And you post it like, say you make a fake Instagram. I'm, I'm about to lay my plan out, which is fucked up because I put it on the podcast, but we ain't popular enough yet. But like, say you, say you, got, say you make a fake profile right on Instagram as like a, a pretty girl, right? And you post the shit to, to do the whole scam or whatever. And then you got a whole bunch of your boys, and they all comment. Yeah, they comment on your yeah, shit. Yeah, like, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. I got the ten grand from so and so. So when new people come on, they be like, "All oh, this shit legit." Cause they seeing all the comments. All, yeah, all these people. comments saying that that shit was uh, real. Dude, I'm about it, to rob all you motherfuckers, man. I don't care. <laughs> I'm about to rob all. You. I got a wedding to pay for. I'm about to rob all you niggas, dog. <laughs> I need a car. Dude, My son need toys, nigga. I need. I guess people don't understand that. That's probably. I need I mean, shit, dog. I'm, I'm about to rob all you niggas. Certain it's a federal offense. I don't know what the charge is for that. What, it's what, fraud. What's the charge like hustling dumb motherfuckers. Like I, I don't really see that being. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you, you almost charge the victims for being stupid. I think if you go to the police and tell them what happened, they probably just really laugh. Like, yeah, like, like yeah. Why well, would you get? I gave my number. I gave. I gave. I put some money on the card and I gave them my card number. Like so, you really just gave it away, right? Yeah. So you gave right. your your card information to a stranger. And they like, what? well, he said he. Because my thing is, Cause you said he was gonna give you more money because, and you want us to fix that mistake. For what I've seen Fuck on you. there, yeah, because everything I've seen on there, it doesn't show that they're being charged something. You know what I'm saying? No mm-hmm. one said that. You know, hey, for me putting two thousand dollars on your card, it's it's fifty dollars. None of these things said that. So it's not like they're saying I'm charging you for this. They're just saying I'm giving you some money for free. It's like the, yeah, it's like equivalent like a, a homeless man saying, hey, give me ten dollars. And you get a homeless man ten dollars, and I can't go to the police and be like, "Hey, this homeless man asked me for ten dollars for food, but then he took ten dollars and bought liquor with it." <laughs> like, I'm not gonna go to you know. They can't be like, "Okay, well, we're gonna charge the homeless man for lying to you." <laughs> like, it, it's not. Yeah. I don't really see how you. Yeah, really I don't know. Talk about that. I don't like, know what the charge is. Then. I think maybe if like maybe if like the the money amount is really really high, there's probably a charge for that. You know, like if you want somebody for you know. 10, 20 G's maybe, but like if you if you running people five hundred dollars at a time, like and the fact what's that really the charge for somebody being dumb enough to just give you five hundred dollars? And the fact that it's so many people on there that's like going for it. That's the crazy part to me. Like they're all like straight going for it. That's crazy to me. I imagine your brother didn't come up in here with like leather pants on and some Yeezys and shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that's nuts, man. But I mean, I don't know, man. I I would hate to see a person that, on the street that I fucked with and did that shit, and then like everything ain't gonna be cool. Like somebody go end up dying. But if you make a fake, shit. if you make a fake profile with a girl picture or shit, I guess they ain't gonna know it's you. That's yeah. And you don't yeah. know a person real nice, so you go to all this like, well, he want me because what they do is a lot of them they get scammed on Facebook. You know, <laughs> they don't well, actually meet the person face to face. They actually like. I know a person, you know, and I won't mention them, mention their names or anything in relationships or how I know them. But I know a person who who got friended by some African woman on uh, Facebook, Nigerians. Yeah, <laughs> and he, you know, he's he's like they're basically dating online, and she's like, you know, well, I'm having a hard time, you know, what I'm saying, I need some money and stuff like that, and basically the dude ended up sending her damn it ten thousand dollars, you know, what I'm saying, never met her because now he's saying like, said she wanted to get a flight to come see him, so she's like, you know, he's like, well, I just buy a ticket. He's like, well, you know, that's gonna be a little difficult, blah blah blah. Just send me the money and I'll buy the ticket and then I'll come. You know what I mean? So instead of him buying a ticket, he sends her the money. But she never buys a ticket. She says shit comes up, blah, blah, blah. But she just keeps getting the money and stuff like that and got to like thousands and thousands of dollars. And I've always seen, I, I used to get those randomly all the time, just random chicks. I'd be like, you get a person that has no friends in common with you, there's a, that's a red flag right there. I don't even friend the people. That's funny that you said that because a girl, she did me the same way. She was gorgeous, you know, had a, had a, had a body. And she was talking to me like, hey, sweetheart, how you doing? And I was just, you know, I was just bored and I was just messenger. She you, was trying like, yeah. you trying to wipe her? You trying to wipe her, dude? No, I was, I already knew, I, I already knew what it was. I was just being bored like, okay, well, I'm going to just see what she's talking about. She's playing along. Yeah, and she was like, well, yeah, can you, um, I'm trying to come see you. And my ticket, uh, she said she lives somewhere. Like, my ticket is $550. Can you just send me the ticket? And uh, send me the money so I get the ticket, and, I, and we can uh, stay at a hotel for a couple of days or whatever, whatever. And I was just talking to her like, "Yeah, I'll do it." And then she was blowing up my phone like, "Where's you at? Can you go? Can you go do it? My flight leave at such and such and such and such." And then I just stopped talking to her, and then she just cussed me out. She blocked me <laughs> and everything. Well, they should have shit on. Uh, they should have um, on uh, on like Craigslist selling cars. Right. I had seen a seen this truck when I was looking to buy something, and this truck it was like a. It was an SUV, I don't know, mid-2000s SUV, and it was super cheap. So I had messaged her because I was curious, like, you know, how much. She's like, well, it's just this, this much. I'm like, well, okay, cool. And I was like, she's like, well, well the truck is out of state. Um, but, you know, it's clean. It's up. You know, if you send me the money, you can just go pick it up and so forth. <laughs> and so I was like, and this is the point I kind of knew it was a scam. So I was like, I was like, well, where, what state is it in? Because, you know, I guess I could just drive there and pick it up then after I give you the money. She's like, oh, it's in Pennsylvania. And I was like, you know what? I got a friend who lives in Pennsylvania. I just had him go check it out for me, and then I was just, you know, she's like, well, no, he pretty don't, he don't like people to come see him, <laughs> you know, like that. And I was like, well, you know, he, he lives right around the corner. That address looks real familiar. Then she just blocked the email, and, you know what I'm saying? But I guess there's suckers out there like that, then mm-hmm. shit. Apparently so. Because the truck, I think the truck blew up for like say eight thousand, and they were selling it for like twenty five hundred dollars. So I guess a person thinking like, well, it's that cheap. I'll just give you the money and I'll just pick it up and blah, right. blah, blah. So, man, that's some scamming motherfuckers. People scam all day. Like, I know people who just live off of that. Like, 
That's about to be me. They don't even want no job because they can make a quick thousand a day. Oh suckers. Right, why would you? Scamming so, suckers. That's terrible. And so before you move on, let's take another quick break and uh I guess we'll be back in a minute. And we're back. Back. So uh where we going from here? We're gonna talk about uh the devastation of today. Fuck it. I'll get the, get it out the way so I gotta talk about it no more. They need to trade Stanford. <laughs> Damn. Like you went right into it, like just trade Stanford. He he a good quarterback, but he just he just made stupid decisions sometimes. Have no ties to like, like I guess before this season, I was like really pro. Like, I really want to. I really want Stafford to stay. I really want Sue. I really want Calvin Johnson. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> um, here, lean back, and you feel like that vulnerable. It's like a split that second. Split second right. you feel like gonna go all the way right. back. But the thing is, if I did it, all I would have did was fail this far back. Like, <laughs> um, but. I don't know. I just want the team to win so bad. I almost don't care, but you can't. You can't help but to to get used to you know uh, to to start liking players, no matter what the team is. But today, I just. I mean, it just fell apart the second half. Like I was so. I was planning for a, a next week game already. Like the end of the second half. I mean, although I know it's you know. I shouldn't be thinking that far ahead because it's still a whole fucking half. But I was just so planning for a next week game. Just like I'm just I'm thinking just like just keep the shit up, you know what I'm saying? But other than the lack of plan and then, you know, some of the officiating calls that was so terrible, it just threw me off. That was a good game, though. I think my uh my thoughts on the roster, I feel like I feel like Stafford will work. I, I don't really have many complaints about Stafford. Like, there were a lot of complaints about him throughout the season, and he had bad moments. I feel like his worst game was the Green Bay game last week. Like, I, he's had he's had some moments, but that game overall was probably his worst overall game. Right. But, like, we talk about, you know, a phrase that's thrown around in Detroit a lot is typical Lions. And the idea that, for people who aren't from here – is the idea that the Lions will get your hopes up and make you think that they're going to do something and they completely, like, take a shit and just throw it all away and they look like nothing like what you expected. And I don't feel that way with Stafford. Like, we've had... I can't knock the, I can't knock the Lions for not completing a fourth-quarter comeback drive, especially when we got five fourth-quarter comeback wins, which is undoubtedly more than any other team in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's been he's been good. Like, I, you can't – I don't see how you can knock him. He's, he's broken almost all Lions quarterback records. He's had – last what was it, last year or two years ago where he had the 5,000-yard se- – it was two years ago. He had the 5,000-yard season and only, like, what, like three other guys who've done that in history? Right. Like, this is not, like, a guy who just is, like, a – kind of like a fly-by – Fly by night kind of quarterback like a like a Joe Flacco like you know like Joe Flacco is the kind of guy you you put the right pieces around him 
and he's serviceable, and he'll get you to where you need to be possibly. But a guy like Stafford is a talent, man, and and I I feel like we can do what we need to do with Stafford. So I don't really have many complaints about our, our staff as a whole, as far as our quarterback, as far as our receivers and shit like that. My biggest complaints last year were about our, our penalties and about our defense. And we really... I think we had sold we both, we, we we, both of those. We did. We really dramatically changed in both of those categories. And I guess... My biggest complaint is that I kind of feel like they they don't really realize that they deserve to be there. Because you look at a team that has had a history of failure, and they get good, and they get in a position to where they can win some important games, and they're playing big-time teams, and they're, they're new to that situation. They don't know that they're necessarily supposed to be there, and they don't really perform to the level that you expect them to, or the level that they should be playing at. Tonight... I don't think that was the case. Tonight, I think, across the board, this is the kind of game that they win nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. Like they, I, I really don't feel like they should have lost today. And I don't think that's me being biased. I feel like that's just that's how the game <coughs> was. This was a game that the Lions should have won. And I don't really blame them for not winning. Like, I mean, to a degree, I mean, you can't blame the rest for losing in the sense of, like, you know, if you – if the refs cost you an important call that that changes the flow of the game, you could sit there and say, well, they should have never been in that position to begin with if they were really trying to win this playoff game. Right. But they they played to win that game. They should have won that game. And I feel like had the fourth quarter officiating shit not happened, that they would have won that game. I don't look at – what Dallas did in that game and think, like, this is a team that deserved to win that game. They didn't play like a team that won a playoff game. So I don't really have any complaints about the Lions' roster. I feel like their their heads could be in a better place, but... No, I, uh, no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I agree. I would, I would welcome any, any, most of the players back that played this year. You know, our secondary improved leaps and bounds. You know, over the last couple of years that we've had, you know, with you know, uh, with Levy playing as good as he's playing, you know, uh, uh, Ziggy's been playing good. Uh, uh, I always pronounce his fucking name wrong. Uh, I want to call him Igaboo, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the black guy. Well, they most of them are I mean, black. What shit. is the dark skin guy? Is uh, he, is, so oh, you think it's Ziggy? You know, Ziggy Anson, not oh, him. Damn, how, how did you? How, it, uh, I'm just shaking my head. I don't know what. I don't know how to probably. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know how to pronounce his name. But I know who you're talking about. Yeah, with players like that, I think you know we we've improved with secondary stuff. I think we need to prove. I think if if I had to pick a, a, a area which I think we I think we should really um, kind of you know improve more. It's the O line. It's the offensive line. Offense, offensive line. They you know. I've always been a Stafford fan. I've always been a you know a Stafford defender. Like I've always defended Stafford, especially you know with it's so many fuck shit ass you know people online that always dogs him. But it's like you can't dog a quarterback for 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 players missing passes. You know what I'm saying? And then and and, and people still don't understand. It's still a dynamic to that. Like 
there are plays. You know, a, 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 a receiver has to run a route to get to a play. If the ball doesn't get to a certain area, that doesn't necessarily mean the quarterback is bad. That means that one – it's a couple of things. It could have been the quarterback threw the ball wrong. It could have been the, the player ran a different, uh, ran a route that he wasn't supposed to run. If a run, if a, a run, a quarter, I mean, uh, a receiver supposed to go up and slant at a certain point, and he doesn't do that, but the ball gets somewhere. All you see is where he threw the ball at. You don't know the fucking route unless you're just that good into football where you know a fucking route. So if a player is supposed to run a certain route and he doesn't get there, you would never know that. All you would think, all most uh, general fans would say is that... Uh, unless he's an incomplete pass. It's an incomplete pass, right, exactly. Because that's not a stat that a, a, rec- a receiver doesn't get a stat for, for missed routes. You know what I'm saying? If he wasn't supposed to run that route, and you, you don't never know that. You know what I mean? But my thing is... If he throws, you know, he if he overthrows players eight feet above his head, that's obviously a quarterback's fault. That's not a you know a running back. I mean, a receiver's fault. Obviously, he can't jump eight eight feet in the fucking air to you know saying get a pass. But if he doesn't run a route, you don't never know that. You know, you'll never know that. So I think Stafford can. You know, I, he's still young. Stafford's twenty six. I think he he can still get better. So I'm not trying to push him away. But I do wonder next year how things are going to work out. If you want to keep people, you know, will people will players like Stafford or uh, or Calvin Johnson, you know, restructure to make more money for other players? Because right now we pay players so fucking much. We still we pay Calvin Johnson, we pay Sue, we play Stafford, we play Fairly. You know, all these players sucking up a lot of money. Or whatever. So, I think they're going to have to... If they want to be able to keep as many people as they can to keep a core, they're going to have to probably restructure to, to get less over some years or whatever the case. But I like the players that we have now. I do um, too. I, I, and, I, and I think more more than just the players, I think the coaching we have... I think, Obviously, Caldwell made a difference. Yeah, Caldwell made a difference. And I think... I don't say more than Caldwell, but as equally as Caldwell make a difference, Terrell Austin has made a difference. Yeah, and, another obvious. And yeah. we may not even have him next year because he's being interviewed for. Kirk I really Hill. hope he doesn't. I don't know. I don't know why would he would. I don't. Unless he really enjoys being with the team, I don't see why he would stay. Like you know, whenever you know, you get to a point where you can actually. I mean, I would think for a lot of you know offensive or defensive coordinators, being a head coach is probably. Would it be their dream position to do? But so, would you say like if you were if you were him, and your options were stay defensive coordinator on a team that's playing for a chance to get to the Super Bowl, or be the head coach of the uh, Raiders. Buccaneers? Right. You know what choice are you going to make? Yeah. And, well, well, that I think if he if he. Or the Raiders or the Jaguars. Well, I think, yeah, I think know, it makes sense. Team, I think it makes sense because there's no there's no great teams that are looking for coaches. It's yeah. all going to be like right. starter teams. Right. Stuff like are you going to be the head coach of a shitty team or the yeah. defensive coordinator of a Super Bowl team? And I feel like if, if I'm him, I'm going to look at it like you know we're we're on the cusp, and the Lions. I feel like again feel I feel like they play below their potential. Like I feel like, I, although I feel like we got a taste of it today, which is the first time actually all season that I felt that way. Mm-hmm. Because we had a lot of games where we made some great comebacks in the second half that got us wins that we were not initially going to get. Like we ended up eleven and five, but we had like that that stretch of uh, 
the game against Atlanta and London and the mm-hmm. New Orleans game the next week right. or the previous week, whichever one that was, where we made like really good comebacks and we were able to eke out wins and we had a little stretch with uh, at Minnesota and at Chicago at the end of the season, we were able to come back and get wins. We were able to get wins that that made our record look a little bit more impressive. But for the most part, they were kind of like, you know, in between for like a lot of the year. They didn't have any really, any games where they looked like a, a playoff caliber team. And the funny thing about that was that like tonight, they looked like a playoff caliber team. They played they really well. They started off dope. Yeah, they played that. really well. And this is a group of guys that I feel like, especially coming off of, such a disappointing loss last week at Green Bay, and tonight was obvious would obviously be more disappointing. But they could at least look at it like we should have won this game. We played well enough to win this game. We showed up on the big stage and we played, you know, against a team where everybody picked picked them to beat us, and we in most areas of the field we beat them. And this is a group of guys that. They can go to next season and feel and have the confidence of feeling like you know we can we can do something this year. So would you would you want to be that that defensive coordinator who leaves to go to a shitty team? Would you want to be a guy yeah. like Dominic Sue who says like you know I could be the anchor of a great defense on a team that's going to make a playoff run, or I can be the anchor of a great defense that's not going to do shit and make some more money? Do you think uh, you think Sue will still be here next year? I have no idea because I don't, I don't know where his mindset is at. All I know is that if I was him and my option was stay in Detroit and make a run at a Super Bowl with a team that by all means should right. improve, should at least attempt to improve their offensive line in the offseason and make a run at a title next year or go to like the Jets or some shit stay. for more money, I'd stay. Because right. I mean, like, it's not like I, like I know a lot of people will kind of like say like you know us fans will downplay the importance of the money and shit like that but as a competitive athlete what you don't do it for the money you do it to to win you want to i would assume that everybody who's in the NFL is in it to win a Super Bowl well and why would you take a step backwards for more money well what kind of farther th- away from a Super Bowl what so you th- can get more loot what it threw me off is that you know when they were talking they was he was that he was rumored to say that his uh his agent was going to make his next decision. And when I heard that, it kind of threw me up to thinking, like, well, maybe he's not trying to be as... Because obviously an agent wants you to make the money because obviously they get a cut and all that exactly. sort of thing. So that made me think that maybe he, he, he just want to go to where he can get the most money from. And he's not going to get the most money in Detroit, at least from my understanding. Probably not. And I, I don't... I personally, I don't respect that. Because, I mean, like, it's not like he's getting minimum wage on the Lions... And we'll get a, a big ass paycheck if he goes to another team and starts. He's made game. He's made. 60, he, you're gonna be rich regardless. He's made sixty million so far. Right, you're gonna be rich regardless. So why not be rich? No, 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 Sue. Oh, Sue. Yeah, so so be rich on a good team and make a run at the Super Bowl. And why would you give that up to be richer on an inferior team? Okay, so yeah, you'll be more you'll rich make more than you are right but you'll be on a shitty team. Then it'll be trash. Like, why right. would you do that? I, I don't understand that logic. Like, what's wrong with, like, I don't know what he makes per season, but let's just say it's, uh, you know, $10 million. Why say I'm going to take $12 million to play with, or even even make it substantial, 
Make it $15, $20 million. Why take $15 million to go play for a shitty team and have no chance of getting a Super Bowl? Why why do that as opposed to make it $10 million, which is still a filthy fucking amount of money, and have a chance of winning the Super Bowl? I I would not be any player on the Lions and want to leave at this moment because I would feel like going into next season, if they make the right moves, that they they could play for a Super Bowl. So why would you leave that? Unless you're like a bench player or some shit, and you're not you're not playing anyway, and you can get a, a whole bunch of money and actually play on another team, then that's different. But if you are in, if you're an important part of a a team that's actually looking like okay, we can we can make a move at the Super Bowl, and you're an important part of that, why would you leave that to, to go to a team that's not going to do shit or that's not going to be as good to make a in the grand scheme of things an insignificant amount of more money? Right. I was reading, and I, I'm trying to find it, but I thought that if if they was to franchise him next season, he would make something like 20-something million for the season or some shit. Do you think that's even, like, possible, though? Like, do you think they would even try that? Well, I mean, you're the football guy. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm the basketball guy, so I can't really tell you that. All I can tell you is that if I was in Damakasu and I could make $20 million next year and play for the Lions... It wouldn't matter what anybody else could offer me, because twenty. It's not like twenty million dollars is broke. So like, if if the Lions were offering him five hundred thousand to play for a chance at the Super Bowl, and then the Jets or the Giants come along and say we'll give you twenty million, then yeah, fuck it, take the twenty million. But if you if you can get twenty million from the Lions and have a chance at the Super Bowl, and take thirty million and not have a chance of shit, take the twenty and get the Super Bowl, like. It's not. It's not even a decision to make. Right. Right. It's not even up to discuss. It, to me, it wouldn't be up to discuss. But that's because I, I would want to win. I would want to get that Super Bowl. That's what you. I, I think that's what everybody gets into sports to do is to win. I mean, yeah, making money is like a big deal. But it's, like I said, it's not like it's five hundred thousand versus twenty million. It's say twenty million versus twenty five million, right, or versus right. thirty million. It's like okay, it's rich versus extra rich, right. and you know. <laughs> <laughs> or win a Super Bowl versus be a lottery team. Like, it's it's not even worth discussing to me. Oh, so, no, I, I would hope... To me, I love Indomitian Soup. And, like, I love Indomitian Soup because, like, I like all the dirty shit he does. Because he reminds me of Bill Lambeer for the Pistons. Like, right. the guy that, that does all the dirty, fucked up shit that fucks with other teams and gets in their heads and makes them hate you. And brings more attention to your city, and it puts you in a spotlight. It puts a team in a spotlight, and you do all that dirty shit, and everybody else hates you, but everybody in your city loves you, and that's how you win. In the case of Bill and Beer, basketball games with the bad boys. In the case of Dominic Sue, that's how you win football games. He might take a fine for stepping on some nigga nuts, but I mean, hey, if you take a fine and you step on this nigga nuts, and you win a football game, fuck it. You only play sixteen games. If that gets you a win, but it costs you $100,000, but you make $20 million, who gives a shit? Right, right. Get that money, get that win, and, you know, keep it moving. Like, I wouldn't... And I'd, I rather, get, I'd rather get the wins and be rich than be richer and not get wins. His fines don't even bother me too much. I've read that he's uh, he's been fined somewhere close to, like, four and some thousand in his career. But he's made that's $60 million. Right, that's peanuts. <laughs> like, and he's been... Especially if you compare that to how integral he's been in Lions victories. 
Like, even if you just look at today, we had that one drive where he got them two sacks on back-to-back on the third, third and the fourth down, and he got mm-hmm. those sacks. Like, to me, like, if I was a Dominican Sioux, I would think, like, okay, I've been fined $400,000 for my career, but I got two huge sacks on back-to-back plays that should have, you know, been inter- important in us winning this game today. Right. Like, I'd rather advance to the second round of the playoffs and lose four hundred thousand dollars over the course of my career, then keep that four hundred thousand and not make the playoffs. Well, we'll see. I think that you know, I'd rather have a guy like that on my team. I, I think I would hope that the bond between the you know, like Terry Austin and you know defensive guys that he played with would be strong enough where he would want to stay. But you know, ultimately it was I guess it would depend on how how much the Lions want to push for him. I mean, because they'd be fools to not push for him. They, I mean, they just have to. They, they realize that the, the the defense came, the top two defenses of, of the whole conference this year, and you know that's what got them as far as we get. It, it damn sure wasn't our offense, although <laughs> which is um, surprising. Which is surprising, although uh, you know having Calvin Johnson, Calvin Johnson was. It seemed like he was a decoy the whole season. You know, he was just he was out there. He was getting double and triple. And honestly, other than Sue, I mean, it was other great t- players. I shouldn't say that, but. Golden Tate was probably the the best acquisition we've had last year. Golden Tate was probably the best acquisition we've had in like a decade. Like, like there's been a few guys we brought in who have been as impactful as yeah, he was and, and, this and year. because he wasn't a, a, a like a he wasn't a superstar and he came in and he played like a superstar. Yeah, you know. But and when Calvin Johnson was out, we didn't miss a beat. Nah. Because like he was getting all of the catches that Calvin Johnson would get. And, he and he's still been getting all the, ca- uh, all the catches that Calvin Johnson been getting. The only time he wasn't getting them was when they inexplicably didn't throw to him. Mm-hmm. That's like, there were various times throughout the season where I would tweet, like, y'all realize Golden Tate's still on the team, right? And it's like, why are y'all not throwing to this dude? Like, the, like his yards after the catch was insane. Like, I feel like they're... I'm certain there's a stat for it, and I feel like whatever that stat is, the yards after the catch stat, yeah, it he is. has yeah. to leave the NFL he definitely, shit. Yeah, he definitely had uh, probably the most yards after the catch, other than Dash Bryant. Um, I, I, I'm going to look at the stats, but I'm pretty sure he was probably close to – he had to be at least top five of yards after the catch. I know he, he was number one in the league in yards after the catch at some point late in the season. Like, I don't know if he still is, but I would say, like – because he's so fucking week 11 fast. Or 12, right. Like week 11 or 12, something like that going into. I think it was uh, going into whatever week that Calvin Johnson came back mm-hmm. from the games that he missed. But going into that week, Golden Tate was number one in the in the NFL on yards after the catch. Like, I think he might have been number one in yards, period. But he might have been it might have been yards after the catch. But either way, either stat, he, he's, he was so important. Well... And he came in as a guy that was like completely overlooked on Seattle. Well, if, if the the Lions decide they want to keep him next, uh, well, keep Sue next year, they're going to have to. Uh, if they franchise him, they would. Uh, they'd be paying twenty six point seven if they franchise him. But Whew. yeah, but <laughs> if they decide they want to sign him, they're going to have to sign him to at least a hundred million six years or around that around that. That price because he's going to have to at least compare it to JJ Watts. To me, a guy like Indomitasu is invaluable. Like it's not just what he brings to the field as far as stats. Like just having a figure like that on your team is just so important. 
especially in football. Because, like, in basketball, having an enforcer like that on your team that other guys are scared of, it's like it's dope, but it's not mandatory. But, right. like, in football, that shit is so important to have a guy like a J.J. Watt or a guy like a Dominic Sue on your team who's, like, a, a defensive superstar. Like, that shit is a big deal. Like, I feel like he should be, like, big on their priority list. And I, I feel like I'm alone on that because I know a lot of people kind of feel like, yeah, he can come and he can go, whatever, you know. No, but the thing is, he... I, I, I don't feel that way. I feel like he's really important. I feel like he's a big part of what they need to be doing. But the problem is that, you know, people may not feel that way because of this season because he's been defended so so heavily this season that, you know, other guys on the, um, on the line has probably been getting more props. Because they're putting two or three people on them. So, I mean, it's hard to, you know, shine as a lineman when you get double and triple team. You know, but this game showed that, you know, he was pushing through and was getting sacks. And then getting sacks, like, one after another on the same fucking drive just shows that, you know, he's definitely a force. You know, so I, I, I feel you. I, I think he's definitely invaluable. I think they should do whatever they can to, to, to appease him. But I think with Cap, I mean, we still got to deal with Cap. It's not like, you know, the fucking Yankees and you can just keep throwing fucking money out, you know what I'm saying, because of no Cap stuff. They still have to, they still need to add to the O. I think if they can invest in him and invest in the O-line, I think we would be good. All right. Here, here's an example of how important Sue is to me as far as uh, – his contribution to the team. If if we were to trade Calvin Johnson in an offseason and were to get a, a first-round pick from a shitty team and were to draft like a, a top-level receiver like that dude, uh, what's that dude's name? Um, Cooper, Amari Cooper or something mm-hmm. like that? Say, say we were to trade Calvin Johnson, get a, a high-level draft pick, and we were to draft Cooper. I'd rather we trade Calvin Johnson and get a high-level wide receiver than lose Sue. Because I feel like I feel like a guy like Calvin Johnson who in my opinion is still the best wide receiver in the league, but is at the very least on, on like the down downward side of his career at this point. I feel like his think, peak I was think like he, I think he peaked last like year last year. year. Yeah, like last year, two years ago. So I feel like he still has a, a very high trade value and he might be on like the downside of his career and we can get like a guy who's like New to the league, but to still be a standout, couple him with like you know, still with Tate and shit like that. Still have good receivers and keep a guy like Indomitian Sue. I'd rather keep Indomitian Sue and replace Calvin Johnson with like a high level wide receiver in a draft mm-hmm. than lose Indomitian Sue and keep Calvin Johnson because that's how important I feel like a guy like Indomitian Sue is, is to a team. And that might be my bias because with me being a huge Pistons fan. I was so into the idea of having enforcers and guys that could scare other teams like Bill Lambie and Rick Mahorn did. So a guy like Sue, who is who is valuable just in his 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 persona, how he's looked at, and what he does on the field, I feel like that shit in football is so valuable that I'd rather have that. Well, than, I would I would rather, and I well, yeah, I agree with and that. And that's a kind of an extreme scenario to say like I'd rather have Sue than Megatron. Like that's that's. I know that's kind of like an extreme kind of point of view, but that's that's my way of stating how important it is to me to keep a guy like Sue in football as opposed to keeping a guy like Calvin Johnson who might be well. I kind of think too on his way down. If I had to, if I had to pick who I'd rather play against, I would rather play against Calvin Johnson than play against Sue. Yeah, possibly. 
<laughs> I, I, I guess I, I think the way I would put it is more so. I feel like a guy like Calvin Johnson is easier replaced than a guy like Sue. Well, like yeah, I think, I, I think as a as a as a uh, as a, uh, a defensive safety or a cornerback, yeah, you'd rather play against uh, Sue than Calvin Johnson. In that, in that I mean, I'm not saying that to to, to you know to disregard uh, Calvin Johnson by any means, but I think. I think it's easier to to guard and receiving uh, a good receiver like him to at least try to shut him down versus a guy like Sue. Like yeah. you know, a guy like Sue, I feel like he could he he could push through lines much easier. You know what I'm saying? I, and I I would hate to have him coming at Stafford. Yeah, I would rather I would rather take our chances with a couple of receive a couple of cornerbacks. You know, covering safeties and shit, covering. You know Calvin Johnson on another team that cover him. I don't. I definitely wouldn't want want to be. And, but that's the reality, though. Yeah, because we can lose any of them. Any of them. You know, what I'm saying they don't speak too much about about trading. You know, uh, Calvin Johnson. But I, I think it's it's a come this offseason. It's an option. You know, of losing. You know, one of one or one or two are good players and shit. So I think yeah. like with. With Calvin Johnson, I kind of feel like Calvin Johnson still has great years left in him, but I feel like I'd rather I'd rather keep a guy like Sue who is significantly younger and is still and is just like such a such a unique talent. You keep like, Sue. I feel like you keep Sue like over Stafford. Over Stafford, yeah. Um, I may be asking a tough question, but I just no. I mean, that's like, different because, like, <laughs> I feel like a wide receiver is easier to come by. Plus, I feel like Golden Tate is like a really good piece for us, and he seems to work really good with Stafford. And finding another receiver might be a little bit easier to come by. Well, not might will be a le- will be easier to come by than finding another quarterback who can lead you to a Super Bowl. So. Well, that's a different comparison, so I don't necessarily know that. Yeah, but I think I I, I think you don't you don't need a great quarterback to, to to you don't need a great quarterback to throw to good receivers. You need a guy just gonna get it there. And I think that if you had good receivers, yeah, that's 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 risky though because I think that's because we've been spoiled by Calvin Johnson because like you can throw the ball in Calvin Johnson's vicinity and he'll pull it down. You, but if you don't have Calvin Johnson, if you just have. Uh, but if I don't you know, can't get it, it's Gerald and whoever the fuck else Arizona throwing to, and you got random Joe quarterback throwing to him, it's not going to be the same. So, like you could say, like yeah, it'd be easier to have you know you could basically have a decent quarterback throwing to great receivers. But I think that's only because we've seen Calvin Johnson do crazy ass shit. Like he's the best to me. He's the best receiver of our era. Like not of our era, but of this era. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I, and I and I and I and I'm a big fan of Stafford. That's why it's like I, I put that out there because I'm a great. Fan. I'm a big fan of Stafford. I don't want to lose Stafford, but I feel that if, if you had a, a quarterback that wasn't that didn't have the potential of Stafford, you could still get to. You could always get to a Calvin Johnson. You know, what I'm saying you could get to a, you could throw the ball to a a, a go a, a go to yeah. take, and that's yeah. and, that, and that's why I say that I say yeah. that because you know yeah. if you had a lesser quarterback, 
you don't need a good quarterback to throw to, to throw to Calvin Johnson. If you throw the right route in his area, he can get it. You know what I'm saying? I think that's that would work in the regular season, though. I don't think like a lesser quarterback can get you through the playoffs. Well, that's showing but now. Then that yeah. would, but then also, like a guy like Joe Flacco or like a Matt Ryan or something like that will – that kind of refutes my argument. Because, well, because like, – yeah. Because Joe Flacco I, got a Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, and, and Matt Ryan got like 130 some million or some crazy old fucking astronomical number of a, a contract. And yeah, shit. you get him right, right, and Julio Jones. Yeah. and Matt Ryan looks and, like and, a cheat. Right, and that's that's kind of what my point is: is that you know you give these guys good receivers and you kind of put it in the area, you know. And that's why I don't think I still think you got to be respectable though. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you got. I, I'm it's not, hard to find a. I'm not saying Charlie Batch, you know, can fill the <laughs> fucking spot. But I'm just saying a, a good quarterback, you know, uh, like do you do you rate Andy Dalton as a great quarterback? No. Yeah, he's a decent quarterback that had good receivers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think if you if I think if you have like a guy like Andy Dalton, you need to keep looking. I feel like if we, I feel like with Stafford, we can, we're good with Stafford. I feel like we can keep Stafford and we can win. I don't, I don't think we, I don't think because honestly, I don't think there's anybody else that we, we, we have him on the contract. We have let's just play. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's anyone I would risk giving him up for to do it. But I think that um, I don't know. I just. You don't. You don't know who's going to be given. You don't know who's not going to be here next year because there's no set. They're they're not. You know they're they're not pushing that they have. You know a cash cow or you know they're you know the person that they want to keep. So, so I don't know. I think it'd be interesting all season. Who you gonna think on? Who you think on winning the Super Bowl? Well, I think that New England is always going to be in a running. Um, that's where I was kind of going with that. I think Denver going to take it this year. No, I don't think Denver's going to take it. I don't think Denver. So you going with Denver? Um, I don't know, man. I either Denver. I like the Colts a lot. They mean they Andrew Luck. I would like the Colts to do it just because I think they they're the, they're the least least likely team that people will want to win it. Um, I would like the Colts to win it. Actually, I like maybe it's because I had Andrew Luck on, my, on a couple of my fantasy teams, but. Which ultimately cost me, but more on that later. <laughs> but um, man, my fantasy teams, dog. This this season for NFL was fucked up for me, man. The Lions blew it for me today, and then my fantasy teams. I had six teams. Four of them were like first place or like first round bye. Four of the six, all of them were upset because of great players who had shitty weeks in the playoffs. So like I, one of my teams lost because Aaron Rodgers stunk. Like, but where was, was that happening? Was that the uh, the Bills game? It was. I think it was the game against us. It was either the game against us or the game before that, where Aaron Rodgers stunk. So that got one of my teams eliminated, and then I got two teams eliminated because An- Andrew Luck stunk. The only time this season that Andrew Luck had a bad game. Because yesterday he fucking that lit the, that bitch up. Against the no, Cowboys, it was. Mm-mm. Whoever they played two weeks ago, not not today, but like uh, whoever they played, I guess last. You're talking week. about the last week in the. Uh, in, you're talking about the last regular season game. Um. Well, yeah, I, I think it was forty-two seven. It was either last. It was either I, I want to say it was last week, but it might have been a week before. But whatever week it was, Andrew Luck got me like two fantasy points or some shit like that. Something crazy, and he's been great all year. 
And then in the fantasy playoffs, this motherfucker got me like two fantasy points. Last week he had, well, the last week in the regular season, I don't know, I don't know how bad this got you, but he ended up having like 160 yards. That's the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. <laughs> so and I think he had like two interceptions or some shit. Yeah, he had it because he had 160 yards, two two touchdowns. Then he had one sack. But then Hasselback played for a while, too. So Yeah, whatever the case may be. Like, I had a team that got eliminated from the playoffs because Andrew Aaron Rodgers had a shitty game. And then I had two teams that get eliminated because oh, when Andrew he played, Luck had he's a right, shitty game. When he, when he played Dallas. That, that might have been the game. It might have been that one. But he, played, he got beat 7-42. Yeah, it, was, it, was it was that game. Yeah, it was yeah. that game. Yeah, it was yeah, that game. Yeah, because he had a... Uh, yeah, it was that game. Yeah, 109 yards, two two interceptions and shit. Yeah, so, so that yeah. pissed me off because I'm like, Andrew Luck has been great all year. And then in the first round of fantasy playoffs, he finally decides to have a shitty game. But anyway, uh, I, I, like, I like the Colts. I like Andrew Luck. I would like to see Indianapolis do something. So that would be dope. Um, I don't think Denver's going to win. They play, the Colts play Denver next week, don't they? They do. I, I'm ready for that. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally ready for that. I just think Denver got something to prove because last, with the Seahawks last year, they, I thought they was going to take it all the way. I didn't know that they were just going to get blew out like that. Uh, I, 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 Denver, Peyton Manning hasn't played that, that great to end the season. And, like, Denver, I, basically, I, I would have to feel like Denver is better than they were last year. And Denver played great last year and still got stopped. And I I feel like they're worse than they were last year, so I don't feel like Denver can win. And with New England, New England is actually like they're like about the same as they were last year. They just happen to get the number one. I don't know how New England does what they do. Somehow they're always they're always great. They it's like New England can like play shitty and still win every week. I don't know how they do it. So, next so that's kind of why I kind of choose New England because it's like they somehow just always find a way to win. So New England. So so next week we got. Baltimore or England? Who you got? New England. New England. Okay, New England. Yeah, Seattle and Carolina. Seattle. Uh, Dallas and Green Bay. Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think I take I take Indianapolis. Denver uh, Indianapolis is the only game that I, I'm, I'm not really Denver. sure. I'm taking Indianapolis with it. I think in it, I kind of want to take Indianapolis too, actually. Yeah. So I think next week I think. As much as I don't want to watch any of the games, I think I definitely... That's the only game I'm interested in, is that one. I, yeah. They got a they got a lot of firepower in the office. Like, their offense, when I was watching the day, he got so many people just to throw it to, like... Yeah. You know, I was just watching him, like... Then I was thinking, like, why would like, why we ain't got, got it like that? Like, he got... He, he can throw to five, six different people. And then, you know, the Lions, it's just... I think their I think their play I think their playbook is just like I don't understand their playbook sometimes like Detroit oh like I don't understand their playbook sometimes like you know of of all the people that we have I mean we'll we'll see we have we have Calvin Johnson we have Golden Tate we have well I got to think who's not injured man that's a problem well those are running backs I mean they can be thrown too but I mean primarily though it would be I mean in a in a healthy Detroit Lions and team. And Pettigrew, they don't really throw it to Pettigrew like that. Yeah, but he's yeah, so iffy. That that's why. Yeah, but then did. then we, uh, uh, Fourier was injured, so we don't have him. Um, that would have made Burns. Well, yeah, that was. 
I think he was. I think he was the point where he was, he was up in age. I don't know how long he was going to decide to play anyway. Because didn't he? Didn't he? Get, didn't he go to the Browns and then or he retired? But didn't he get traded before he went up? When he retired though, I thought he got traded before he retired. I mean, I thought he re- he got traded before he retired because he went to a team. I wonder. It was either Cleveland. It was, was a Ohio team. If he went to a team, I don't know. I just know he don't play no more. Who's their fullback? I don't know. If they they don't even run a fullback. Do, do we run a fullback? I don't think so. They it's, played Fuller at the fullback a little bit. So or uh, Collins. And like, uh, yeah. the white, the big I'd white be watching boy. them, and then they'd be like, you know, it'd be third and one, and they'd just pass the ball. <laughs> and I watch other teams like, you know, um, Green Bay, Indianapolis, and they just had a power back. Like, they had, you know, they got like John offensive Kuna, yeah, Packers got like John Coon and they'll you know. Yeah, I know they were they were running uh, Collins, the big white white guy, you know, saying for like uh, a, a, a couple of third and shorts they had did him. Um, they don't really Lions don't really run a fullback though. No, but I don't know. I think it's an option they should you know investigate. You know, what I'm saying, but um, Reggie Bush seems to have an issue with running goalpost to goalpost. Good. He likes to kind of like run back and forth. So, I think a fullback would benefit a guy like Joy Bell a whole lot more than it would Reggie Bush. My, yeah. My two cents. My brother's slow on the door close. <laughs> you think uh, uh, Reggie Bush should be here next year? Hmm. I honestly don't know. I don't know what his like contract situation is and all that shit. So I don't really know. I think uh, what I'm what I'm going to ask you is if you could choose between Stafford, Megatron, and Sue, and you could and, and you could pick what you had to choose two to keep and one to go. What would what would what would you choose? I think based on years, I probably catch it for it, but I would probably keep. Stafford and Sue. Only because of years. I think that Megatron has got to the point where he's a lot older. He, he's got a lot of more wear and tear. Uh, and I think that he's already reached his peak. I don't think that Stafford's reached his peak yet. I mean, God knows, Sue hasn't reached his peak. Um, but in, in that aspect, I think I would keep Stafford and Sue. Uh, just because I think... I mean, I just think that... Megatron is like an injury away from just not playing at 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 the level that he's been playing with. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, I would choose the same too. And which is funny because I feel like Megatron is the best talent of the three. But I feel like he's the guy that is the most expendable at this point. Like I feel like he's the guy that is trending downward ultimately. And he's also at the same time the guy that we could get the most value for. Yep. So, I, I, if I had to choose one, it would be him. And I, I feel shitty about that because, like, I've never felt about a Lions player like I feel about Megatron since, I mean, other than Barry. And that's it. And, like, we have – the Lions have been blessed to have, like, a guy like Barry who I consider to be the best running back of all time and a guy like Calvin Johnson who I think is the best running back of this – I mean, best wide receiver of this era. And – but, I mean – He's got a lot of value right now, and I feel like he's trending downward. And I feel like we could, I feel like he's the most expendable of the three. And I don't know, maybe 
I, I do feel like there's a chance that I possibly value Sue higher than the average person, or maybe even higher than he should be valued. But that's just because I place a lot of importance on on like an enforcer guy like that in football, who who can be so impactful on the defensive side of on the defensive side of things, especially when like in football. When they say defense wins championships, that shit is more true in football than it is in any other sport. Yeah, and so and and, and Sue's power is not depending on another player. Yeah, Sue Sue's that's, being yeah, good is, yeah. is is being good because he's good. You know, uh, a running back or you know a quarterback or not a running back. I'm sorry, receiver Wire, or, yeah, yeah. or 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 quarterback is is directly you know affected by whoever you know. Whoever gives them the ball or who throws the ball and blah blah blah. Right. So, you know, I think Sue is in that position where you know he's he, he's going to shine depending on how good he is. It's never going to be because of another another player, you know, that's you know yeah, playing bad point. or you know yeah. something like that. You yeah, know, so but yeah, I, I would definitely probably pick uh, Stafford and Sue. I think Stafford can still become a better player. I think he can be our guy. I really do. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna create a like an Aaron Rodgers career or a or a Matt or oh, Matthew Sabo. I don't think he's gonna create an Aaron Rodgers career or a Peyton Manning career or anything like that. But I think he can be our guy. I don't. I don't feel like Stafford's the kind of guy we need to get rid of. No one's gonna play flawlessly every game. He yeah. He has moments where he's he's suspect. And I, actually, I, I feel like last week the game against the Packers was probably his worst game that I've seen him play. And we could have won that fucking game. So I'm like, he, he could be, you know, he has his moments, man. But like I said, this is a guy who has, he's led us to some comeback victories. He's he's shown that, like, he can get it done in a clutch. He's shown that he's tough. And this is a guy who I slept the fuck out of that nigga for, like, a good minute with his uh his injury proneness. Like, he was, right. he was prone to getting hurt. For a minute, I thought that nigga was soft. I was like, man, Lake, this motherfucker stay getting hurt. Lego bones. Yeah, I said that his shoulder was made out of ramen noodles, dog. Like he was, <laughs> he was sick, dog. But like he's, I, I, I like Stafford, man. I, I like, the, I like to see him hang around. I feel like he has, I feel like his best years could potentially still be ahead of him. Yeah, and I, I, and I don't think you know. I think a lot of people probably feel that way too now because I don't, you know, as much. I don't know, man. I see a lot of Stafford slander. I, I think as much. I, I think as much slander to get. I think people really don't mean it as much as they do. I mean, I don't know who else you can actually picture. Like, I think it's that you got to have some dumbass fans to say they would rather fucking Kellen Moore come in and play versus Stafford. Like, that's just the, that's. I think there's a difference between like real fans and just dumbass fuck shit. Like, that's true because you see people who be like, yeah, fuck Stafford because he because he made a bad play. Right or through an interception, as if no quarter, no quarterback has ever thrown an interception. Right, yeah. Like all of them throw fucking interceptions. They all do, yeah. You know, people don't people don't like the sidearm, but when the sidearm, but when a, a, I hated the, that fucking sidearm, though. Oh my god, I hated that shit. I used I used to hate it, but when I realized that most most defenders defend up to block passes, and the sidearm goes around them, and that you figure out that it works. So it's it, like now he's got he's got better with it now. He, he perfected it. It's, like in our only sixteen season, dog. That fucking sidearm, dog. I want to choke that motherfucker right, with right, that damn right, sidearm. Right, right, right. <laughs> in our only sixteen season. Yeah, that's like uh, what's the uh, uh, Hoover Marion? Um, 
Sean Marriott. Oh, okay. Sean Marriott has the most unorthodox oh, yeah, fucking so, shot ever, yeah. <laughs> but it works for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but you know, it, it you, you think about all the passes that that Stafford threw above that was tipped, one for interception, and other ones that was just tipped. You a sidearm can work in, in, in situations like that, and it has worked. Yeah. You know, he's had game winners when sidearms work, but it's been way, it's been way more effective this season. This season, he did a lot of those sidearms, and they worked. And I, I slammed the fuck out that sidearm shit a few years ago, but that shit worked this year. Yeah, he threw so many good passes sidearm. So yeah. it's like, you know, it works, you know. But, you know, I'm just happy that Bridge on Joy Road didn't, you know, smash down <laughs> on him. And, you know, he was able to, you know. Yeah, thank you, Matthew. Right, exactly. That. Thank you for not driving to work fucking 30 seconds earlier. And shit, <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think we have an a, a interesting offseason. You know, I would love to, uh, to see Sue back. I really, really want I'll, I'll, I'll be. I will be legit upset if he leaves. I re- Especially since he cried today, man. So, you know, he cares. And right. that was a big thing to me with, uh, with Rasheed Wallace on the Pistons. Because, like, a lot of people faulted him for costing the Pistons points with his uh, technical fouls and all the shit that he got into. And a big thing for me with Rasheed was like, you know, Rasheed cares. Like, and that was one of my big knocks against Chauncey Billups. Because when Chauncey Billups got traded, people were like pissed off. And I, I for one, I was like, you know what, man, fuck Chauncey, dog. Because I, I didn't like the fact that Chauncey, he seemed to not give a shit. Right. Through like a lot of the, the Pistons' hard times in the playoffs. He kind of shrugged it off like, oh, well, we're the Pistons, so we'll, we'll be okay. And I didn't like his, his like nonchalant attitude. And the fact that Rasheed would get mad. And that he got texts, and he, it showed me that he cared. Right. And I would, I would rather have a guy who had, who's more emotionally invested in the team, in the team, and their ability to win, than a guy who is just kind of like who doesn't really give a shit, but is putting up numbers. So with Rasheed, I was, I was a big fan of the fact that he cared, and I feel that way about, uh, about Stafford, man. I, I feel like he cares, man. I, I, I feel like Sue cares, and with him crying and shit like that tonight, like I feel like I was like I, I see that Sue cares. You know, he cares about losing this game. He knows we should have won. He feels shitty knowing that we should be playing next week, no, we're and not. we're not. Right. So like th- that that means something to me. So combine that with the fact that I already feel like that he's kind of like a guy like him is harder to come by. Like to me, that I I just want him around even more. I, I want to keep him on the team. So I, I really really want Sue around. I feel like if we came in with the exact same roster minus Indomitian Sue, we we wouldn't be as successful. Nah, as we are, as nah, we were I this think year. the line would be shitty as hell, and I don't want to see a defensive line without Sue. To be honest, I don't either. So. I really don't either. I'd rather see a, a defensive line with Indomitian Sue and an offense without Calvin Johnson and with a High draft pick wide receiver. I'd rather see that than the same offense minus and Donovan Sue. Right. So. Yeah, I'm with that. I definitely can agree with that. So I don't know. Hopefully we'll see. I definitely we probably need to do uh, a sports wrap up uh, episode this this year uh, to wrap up the football season and and. and Yeah, because we definitely don't care anymore at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, my 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 care for the season is kind of 
kind of done, you know, ever since they lost today. So whatever. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch any more football games. I might watch. I'm probably gonna watch the Super Bowl because it's the Super Bowl, but I definitely won't care, and I'll only be watching it because of the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I really don't see any way that. Like, I think last year is probably the most I cared about the game in a long time. Because last year was uh, uh, Denver and Seattle, and that was interesting to me. Like, I thought that was, a, that was a good matchup. I don't see any matchup that could happen that I will care about on the level or more than I cared about Denver and Seattle last year. Is it a possibility that Seattle can play... Uh Indianapolis? I don't know. I gotta look well, yeah. That. I mean, they both still in it, so yeah. Well, I don't know if they play each other before the Super Bowl. No, no, they can't. No, they're different conferences. But yeah, like, so. If, yeah, they could play each other in the Super Bowl. Now that, that would be an interesting one I would probably watch. But other than that, I really don't see, like, I really don't care to see uh, New England in a Super Bowl because. Carolina in the Super Bowl? I mean, um Players? I don't think. Yeah, yeah they. Are, I don't, yeah, they. I don't. I don't think they're, they're going to win it. I, I don't think they're going to win the next whatsoever. game. But yeah, no, they're not going to win the next game. I have no interest in them at all. Uh, the I don't see any way that Seattle or Dem- Seattle or Green Bay loses their next game. It's probably going to be Seattle, Denver, uh, in the NFC Championship. The AFC one is up for grabs. I don't. Denver, Indianapolis can go either way, and New England and. Uh, Who's the Wiggles playing? Ravens. Yeah, Baltimore. Well, New England's probably going to win that. Uh, yeah, yeah, New England has, New England has to take a horrible shit for for them to actually lose that one. So, yeah, AFC could go either way. I don't see Seattle. I don't see any other scenario where it's not Seattle, Green Bay, and I don't see anybody beating Seattle in Seattle. So I figure we. I I kind of feel like we might as well pencil Seattle into the into the Super Bowl. Although, if, if anybody could be Seattle in Seattle, it would be Green Bay. But uh, I think it's kind of unlikely. But, yeah, I, I, don't really, I don't really have much interest in it. So, we'll see. So, is there anything else? Uh, no, I really. I think we, uh, we can wrap up. Cool. Thanks for uh, the... Uh, Listening? Check us out. The, and the the yellow or no what's it called the uh, vanilla reload the vanilla reload <laughs> uh, information and uh, <laughs> so don't get so don't give me your money because I will be asking for it right <laughs> I will flip your hundred to a thousand right, right. <laughs> all right well we'll see y'all next week peace.